Sports It's the FL, it's the O-Dub, it's the ST, it's the IM, it's the UL, the US, it's the flow, stimulus. <laughs> it's the FL. Oh, it's the O Dub. All right, it's the ST. It's the IM. Okay, it's the UL. It's the US. It's the flow. Stimulus. Wow, everybody. Hello, and welcome to another installment of the TPS Reports podcast. Breakthrough, groundbreaking things happening. I think that was the first original composition. Uh, what? The oh no, that's Jarv's thing. Wow, are you dumb? I listened to it wow, last are month. You Dude, the dumbest guy are you shitting alive? me? Ladies and gentlemen, our very special guest today, joining us all the way from the East Coast of America, uh, it's Jarv. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's a cool thing Jarv said. I thought you were just yep. just getting fucking improv. I thought mm-hmm. you were improving. I, no. I give him yeah, too much dude, credit. How dare Jeff. you? How dare you not know the lyrics to every one of my songs that just came out? There's too many lyrics. It's like <clears throat> listening to us. It's just like lyrical jargon uh, galore, run amok. Yeah, it's all a bunch <laughs> of nonsense. <laughs> I was gonna do a. Well, usually I pick the intro song from like the Spotify top ten. I try and do something that like is on everybody's brains. Well, mine's gonna be on the Spotify top. 10. Yeah, this Fuck is, yeah, this is on, you're not giving him enough credit now. It's on everybody's brain. That's right, dude. Uh, the problem today is that the Spotify—it's Christmas time, so it's actually pretty cool. The Spotify top ten is like Brenda Lee and fucking Michael Bublé and a bunch. Yeah. I love seeing Brenda Lee take uh, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion spot any day mm-hmm. of the week. That that makes me well, happy. Brenda Lee's got the got the WAP on her too. I bet, right? Oh, dude, <laughs> fat booty. We all know Brenda Lee. I don't know Brenda uh, Lee. You know Brenda Lee's version, probably mostly from Home Alone, of rocking around sure. the Christmas tree. Mm. Yeah. I always like that part. <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's, a, that's a bar. She's, uh, she's the shit, though. She was, on, uh, she was featured pretty prominently in Ken Burns' country music documentary. She's a hip, hip lady. Uh, nice. She also has a sick-ass song called... Uh, Dynamite that we were rocking out to. Dynamite! All My Demons tour. You remember Dynamite, bro. Come on. Well, take longer to show it to me. Well, I was <laughs> I was trying to give this... this uh... Wow. <laughs> oh, she's Asian. Dynamite! Oh, yeah, that's fire. Fucking killer, like... Uh... Yeah. Ragging around. Growling. She was like 14 when she recorded that. Perfect <laughs> age. 14-year-old mm, Brenda Lee <laughs> oh. booty. But mm. yes, back to our guest. Back to the intro song, Flow Stimulus. Let's mm. talk about it. Uh, Jarv, we mentioned last week, uh, well, he has a new album out. It's called Flow Stimulus. And uh, he sent us a copy like... A, like 
maybe two months ago. It was uh, you were definitely you know it's not like you just finished this last week and it was like all right now it's ready let's drop it you know you were yeah uh, working on it all year obviously and it obviously yeah, well, has like a, a theme of the year kind of involved certainly uh, mm-hmm. right you sent us uh, each a digital file of it and you said that you were looking to cut a few songs and to tell you which of those few songs you should cut did you yep. cut songs i didn't even notice the final track list or compare if you yeah, took the, the second song in the original one i sent you had this song that was like i i capping or whatever yes like that's kind the of a one hype song i think and I, it was it was like a good i liked the song but i didn't really think it fit the whole vibe of the shit because it, it for whatever reason like the beat was super full and it the production of like the just the overall production of it sounded like good but right. I, I wanted the other song i wanted it to sound kind of shitty you know what i right. mean like more like four track tape recorder style you were so. clearly going for like a vintage uh like 90s boom bappy uh like tape tape yeah, deck sound yeah. and you 100%. fucking you achieved it flying colors thank my you friend. sir it's mainly fucking pajama sam's beats dude they're just yes i don't know they're just like so dusty and shit and, and great like i i that's love the shit that i love i told you uh i could pull up my text from when you first sent us that months ago I I figured I assumed when you had sent it to us that it was just your own production. Uh, so yeah, I, no, I wish, dude. I complimented <laughs> you on the production. Uh, I said, "Crazy, give me Mad Lib vibes." Uh, mm-hmm. The sample on uh, on a song that you actually cut. I was I was giving you big ups on though. You uh you actually said you put the the secret song. There yeah. is a secret song. Yes, folks yes, may not be aware of song. this. Uh, and well, and so where is it? It's at the end of the shit, you know, the classic like hidden, you know, it's like a minute hidden of track. silence and right. then the song comes on. Yeah. But so I did that on Jarvage Volume 2. I did that at the end of the song Arrivederci. And it's just this stupid thing that comes on at the end and it's like club banger and it's like this t- terrible beat. But I I kept it that way on like streaming platforms right. too. And I think people were just, I had multiple people be like, why the fuck does this happen? Like, I hate Why is that there a five minute this. pause? Right. Yeah, they're like, I don't put this on my Spotify kids playlist because days. of that. And I'm like, oh. we've, we've right. had that. Kids these days even know what a bonus track is. No, they don't because right. they get Bullshit. a new fucking song once a week and they expect one. Uh, yeah. We've, we've discussed that before. 30 seconds of silence after the last song. They're like, Mom, I need a new phone. <laughs> Phone's yeah, broke. Yeah, fucking broken. There, there was like, uh, when we were kids, I think it was uh, the Misfits Static Age CD. If you listen to the last song and then let it play for like ten minutes of silence, then they'll they they have like some hidden uh, like outtake tracks on there. Oh shit! And and there was That's a couple other sick. albums I had as a kid like that where I would like play the album on my boombox in my room and I'm doing something and then it ends and, and then I just forget. like right I don't walk over and fucking you didn't have to eject the CD when it was over it just stopped yeah uh, and right. then five minutes later I'm like playing with my toys or something. And then fucking this the secret song comes through and scares the shit out of me. Bro, that exact thing happened to me with Nirvana, then fucking Nevermind, where I, like at the end of Something in the Way or whatever, yes. there's like that weird meta. It's like gung, 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 gung. Right. And that, that literally did scare the absolute shit out of me as a little boy. <laughs> and I if, was like, what the fuck? If, yeah, if you were wearing a Walkman, it was even more intense. Oh, yeah. It's right uh, there. Yeah, but we've discussed how uh, streaming platforms have kind of fucked up that whole secret track thing. and But it, it's almost cooler because... So I left the secret track just on physical copies. Hell yeah. So, well, and it's on like, I have a full stream of the whole album on my YouTube channel and I left it on there too. Fuck but, yeah. It's my favorite like, one. 
Yeah, yeah, me too, pretty much. Ombre Pitt's identical twin. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, the first line, I'm like, I'm balling, got new shoes. If you got boobs, I'm going to watch you move. Like, dance or whatever. But somebody commented and they're like, oh, that's such a funny line. If you got boobs, I'm going to watch you poop. I'm like, that's so... <laughs> it was not poop. It was move. You missed but... an opportunity there. You're like, wow, damn yeah, it. I, I really move. did. I, I, said I know all too well what it's like for people to misinterpret my lines. Uh, he's been longer yeah. quarantined. <laughs> uh, I <laughs> yeah, love... I saw... there's, a, there's a line in there about... Um, how you would eat the booty, and then you're like, "Just kidding! That's where poo comes uh, comes from." <laughs> yeah, and, yeah uh, dude, it's it's like my my biggest gripe with the album. I yeah, will you, eat the you're booty. You're a booty guy. Booty eater all the way. Mm-hmm. Keister Feaster, the one and only. <laughs> Keister Feaster. Yeah, dude. I don't really. If I'm really drunk, I'll I'll like pay it a little attention, but usually wow. I'm just like, eh. Insulting. You just insulted yeah. your girl so hard, <laughs> dude. No, she. I gotta be drunk perfect, to lick your ass. What no, kind of it's thing just is that not my. I just don't. I'm like the pussy's good. <laughs> it works for me. But the ass but, yeah. is like. I feel it's like, like less than an inch away. It's all right, Jarv. We're like maturing. <laughs> it's like a thing we used to do at parties when yeah. we were drunk. You know, you're just like whatever. And now it's like you just think a little more like, you know, appropriately. Appropriately. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to just dive into your your loved one's anus every single time. Do you, you not? Know? Right. Sometimes you got to gaze into the eyes that aren't brown. <laughs> that's right that's right dude i agree wholeheartedly does not need to be a drunken weekend i'll eat the booty on a fucking tuesday afternoon I stone pussy, sober. I the butt, I everything. <laughs> um so did you start working on any of these songs before this year or was this all something uh that came about in the spring or the idea well, you know yeah so the first song we did like the way this whole thing came about was i've been friends with pajama sam on facebook like for years it was just like a random guy that, you know, we were just friends uh, somehow. But I would see like beats that he'd post here and there. And then I saw this one that was the beat for the song Defective. And I was like, dude, this shit is fucking sick. Please send this to me. So he did. And that was like October a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I made the song and I sent it to him. And we both really liked how it turned out. And then he just sent me like a huge batch of beats after that. And Where does he... Uh... I pretty much... He's from Houston area. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Which is kind of why I did the little chopped and screwed thing as like a yes. homage to, yes. to the Granddaddy South. But also, we talked yeah. in, a lot about artists where like uh, like Leon Bridges, for example, is someone who hasn't, you know, his album comes out and it's like, oh, this sounds like it wasn't even recorded, you know, this year or this decade. Right. Maybe. Totally. And like you have fit such this pocket. You've done it. I'm sure you've heard it for years and I feel like you really leaned into that uh that niche or maybe that uh, commentary on you for this project where it's like somebody yeah. could, if they had no idea, it was just, they jumped in someone's car and songs are playing. You could either be like, yeah, this is like some modern dope hip hop shit or this could be some some like DOS effects era group I never heard of in the fucking right. 90s. You it's have like such a, a like right. old school and, you know, like a, I guess, you know, like a, a appreciation, a respect for like hip hop in that regard. Yeah. Like well, we could you could talk about mumble rap and, uh, and, uh, and auto tune and whatever the fuck. Yeah. Until you're blue in the face now. People want to just they say things like you know they just don't make it like they used to make them and and, and mm-hmm. shit and they don't even try. Uh, your album proves like we were saying the Leon Bridges album. Uh, <clears throat> you can make music that sounds like the music that was made fucking twenty five thirty years ago. <clears throat> Yeah. yeah, I watched like a like a modern slasher movie recently, but it like they did everything so right, it felt very like fucking 
you know, late 80s. And I was like, that's awesome that they're like, you know, they're really going Sticking out of their like way. The... Or like how Tarantino did Death Proof to, to look mm-hmm. like those, the car exploitation, drive-in reel recuts of movies of yesteryear. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and you even made like, you know, you got your fucking, like you said, the bonus track only on physicals. I saw you doing um like tapes, cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. of the project i don't even know how to get a cassette tape made you know so that's awesome no. that you have the whole uh the art looked really fucking uh i was gonna say complex but that's not the right word even though it looks like there's a lot involved but it's really like get a lot well, of yeah, focus like, on that yeah i did all the art and everything too and Woo! crushed it yeah throughout this whole shit i kind of like had to teach myself like photoshop and shit so oh, it's yeah. been like quite a process but i saw you post something a few months ago um on instagram when you were working on it something about like how you think you could be like uh you know uh sued by the government or breaking some law because you were like photoshopping your stimulus check to be your album cover right Uh, (laughs) well well no it actually wasn't i like based it 100 percent based it off of like this actual stimulus check yeah so like all the numbers and everything match up i even made like a fucking numerical code so every number on the check on the cover like is a word Oh, it's kind of nobody will ever fucking do all that but that's why we love you jerv they will now (laughs) yeah it's some psycho shit but but what i was saying in the instagram thing was because i printed out a bunch of like physical checks yes like the check that's on the cover you're a counterfeit yeah and i put them in like the vinyl (laughs) so if you buy a vinyl you'll get like a little check and i was like yeah hopefully somebody doesn't bring this to a fucking bank (laughs) you know what i mean they're like oh yeah you you just gotta put like a little watermark somewhere on it uh not real void whatever right the fuck. yeah well i wrote never void on it so <laughs> <laughs> put a little like a chinese symbol somewhere on there you'll be good but i mean realistically there's where like the dollar amount is on a check like the there's a little dollar sign but i put like a treble clef you know nice so it's like i think that exempts me right there they're like well what you want 12 musical do notes not underestimate the stupidity of modern america <laughs> my buddy yeah, uh true. A friend of mine years ago. It's like, can I get a C note? And then they just start singing like a high C. Like, my no, grandpa. <laughs> my grandpa gave us a few of these like three dollar bills with Hillary Clinton on them, and my buddy spent one, almost spent one at McDonald's. Uh, it went as far as to like the guy that he gave it to like had to go get his manager to look at it, which is He's like, he this doesn't seem right. He didn't get away with it, but the fact that you had to ask a manager is beyond stupid. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. And I saw you capitalizing <laughs> on the um, Bandcamp Fridays this year. Uh, was that helpful for you, or have you been oh, like yeah. <clears throat> just throughout this whole year? You haven't, you know, we dropped an album right before the bullshit started, and now it's like the end of the year now, and you just dropped a project, so uh, you got to carry a lot of influence of uh, the year or that whole stimulus thing um, into this, but. We we had a couple of really good Bandcamp Fridays. And then there were a couple mm-hmm. where like we didn't mention it, and then no one. But it, it, for those who yeah. don't know, it's one of the you know music download services that we all have our music mm-hmm. on. And normally places like this will take like a percentage of the the revenue, or they give you your eighty five, ninety percent, or whatever the fuck. But they were like waiving that so artists could keep 100% one day a month and stuff. So you see artists start putting out specific gear on that day for a push. We don't sell our merch through Bandcamp. Um, that's, that's separate though. But uh, do you, did you use it for gear too? Yeah, I, I don't even have a fucking website because I'm an idiot and I just don't know how to work things. Okay. But, but um, that's where Bandcamp's super helpful. Like before we had right. our like website and web store, we, we had a Bandcamp. That was one of the first yeah. things and one of the early, you know, how we sold anything we made a physical cd or just a mp3 download yeah 
Yeah, it definitely was helpful, dude. It was like super helpful. And I would always like try to do some little stupid video or something to like mention it. And I'd always get quite a few little sales. I mean, earlier at the beginning of quarantine, I did like a little t-shirt and little beanie run and those sold out super quick on the Bandcamp Friday. Yeah, we just, that was helpful. Uh, I saw that one of, um, cause we'll, we'll just get a few, but usually people will buy the discography and they'll do the whole buy everything and it's like 40 bucks or $45. Somebody yeah. bought with or without it and you, you know how you can pay more than the amount or, you know, donate mm -hmm. beyond the $10. They gave us like $110, so I don't even Damn. have their name, but shout out that guy. So Dude, it always helps to sick. like, even mentioning that and sometimes a fan will see it on that day and be like, oh fuck yeah. And then next thing you know, you just raked in like a couple hundred bucks and right. uh, who doesn't need that these days? We were just talking about, you know, um, like what we do for what what do we do for a living now? You know, because there used to be this this <laughs> yeah. this talking to the computer. Um, Hell yeah! But yeah, I mentioned that in a, a, a earlier episode this month of like. Like, I do this podcast for a living, or like I phrased something that way, but it's like there's no money from it's just all that's left to consistently be done. And then, like, we're working and recording on shit too, but the whole tour game is over with, and like you have to like yeah. get clever about these these little promo videos and how to push some some clothing or you know, physical prints and stuff like that. Because think about it, like, or at least for, for the Palmer Squares, I'm not sure if we make any money right now that's not like internet based it's not me handing yeah. you a, a cd because you're at my show you know there's none of that right you don't right. pay a ticket to see me in person that that's been done this year and who knows how that's going to unfold and like in a way i feel like people have been a little extra generous like regular people you know fans yeah to as far as like buying merch online and shit because they're like i think people just assume they're like oh he's really fucking hurting since he can't do shows so right yeah it's yeah. crazy to give him like a, pitifully buy his t-shirt or whatever it's insane the support that uh that artists like us have been able to pick up like during a pandemic during yeah. the financial bullshit that's going on right now um i wanted to ask you because the uh flow stimulus dropped on vinyl and you were shipping a shitload of those out as well and mm -hmm. i believe this is the first time and this is something that we've experienced in the the recent past the first time you've heard yourself uh, on a vinyl record, the first time you've like taken a vinyl record out of the sleeve, knowing that's my music in those grooves. Well, you dude, know? the first time for me was actually on our song on your album. Oh yeah, oh, thank you right. for that. Yeah, we, we sent you a vinyl. Know, yeah. yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but still, like, uh, it's it's different to like when the, where the the sleeve is like your album cover. It's your project. Right. That's, it's a little different. Uh, yeah, dude, how it's surreal was that? It's surreal. Yeah. It's so dope. Like. I'm just like, oh, I'm like, why haven't I done this all along? Right. <laughs> you know, there's so many things like that where like even when we did our live stream uh, in October, that was something we spent all year like kind of avoiding or procrastinating. Just mm -hmm. like, uh, I don't want to do this, man. I don't I want to just fucking go back on stage and there's we'll, yeah. we'll find a different way. And then you end up like wanting to perform somehow. And then we did it that way. And then we did another one before the end of the month because it was like mm -hmm. it was kind of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, our fans were super supportive. It was this whole different angle where it's not like. Like, uh, it's not like we got quippy banter between every song, but we, we, t we just stop, we just fucking come to a screeching halt and talk to the fans for like five, 10 minutes, whatever. Like, fuck it. If it's not right. entertaining, like we're live as cause, so it's easy to just kind of like, I don't know, just be really casual about it and not have like the pressure of like, you're walking out in front of however many people in a live setting, which is still part of like what's best about what we do. But, um, right. And people yeah, kinda, you get on board I think eventually. like that to see, to yeah. see like 
you know, the artists in their natural habitat or whatever, like in the studio or, you know, whatever, just hanging out, like yeah, having fun like you normally would as a human. That's why I was saying we got to just Rather start making, stage or whatever. making a little more like, like we used to really behind the scenes content because we used to do that type of stuff for like when we would leave, you know, we'd go, we'd go on a road trip, you'd see us, you know on the road, stopping at gas stations, fucking around with fans before the show, in the hotel room after the show. All that stuff is like, you know, that was what seemed like uh, highlight worthy. I know there isn't that. So it's, it's like, how do we make us at home highlight worthy? You do a live stream, you fucking... That, that stuff yeah. also comes with this like... Uh, this camaraderie and the camaraderie has this energy to it where it's like it's worth getting out the camera you know we're on the road right we're, we're friends we're out there doing it look we feel what we're silly. doing look whereas, what we're right. doing it's whereas not like around here it's like oh we're fucking like scratching our dicks in your living room we're not allowed to go anywhere we're watching a fucking movie on netflix like i'm not excited yeah, look and what I'm, doing. I'm not like feeling in a right. in a chipper like let's get out the camera and be silly yeah yeah and it's like also that's what everyone else is doing so it's like i don't yes. need to watch two guys do exactly what the fuck i'm doing whereas yeah. if you're on tour or something it's like i also um you know a lifestyle that's unique to right artists, I, had, I had a bit of a epiphany yesterday when we were kind of talking about the similar thing of like that we don't you know we used to do the tps reports uh were videos on our youtube uh it was like a web series basically like a reality show uh, and we used to, like, go just get the camera all the time and, like, be silly. And I feel like a large part of what stopped that is these fucking stupid cameras that we hold in our in our hands now, in our pockets. Mm -hmm. And instead of filming these, like, you know, us having a good time and then we edit it together and it's, like, an episode, we just film, like, 10 seconds to update the people today and then it right. disappears by tomorrow. And it's yeah. fucking lame. <laughs> yeah, dude, it sucks. I've been trying it's to bleeding. like. I got to get back to um, well, all sorts of things, but like the, the both at the very minimum, yes, we'll shoot a, like an Instagram story video of us like promoting the new piece of merchandise or something. But now, like, yeah, like like filming us packing it and going to the post office and like you know, we have to find a way to like stay relevant as it is without being w without knowing we don't have like a, uh, an album. Uh, spring 2021 that we're gonna drop you know we're gonna keep working on stuff but you don't wanna th yeah. this business is so fickle uh you can you can fall someone will look at you as you fell off if you don't like post a video all, that all month you know right so right when right. you don't have like, what the fuck happened to them remember those guys yeah constant road highlights their social media all the time right but that's actually a good sign in a lot of cases or could be because you're probably working on something else more important right. than the, the daily yeah share. in a way it might be I don't know, you know, you see kind of like, isn't that that sort of like Kanye's little meth formula where it's like he kind of goes so, somewhat silent and then he has an album coming out and then he just starts to like spark a bunch of controversy and shit? Yeah. Isn't yeah. that kind of what he does? So it's like that might be a good strategy. You just disappear for like a year and then all of a sudden you have an album coming out and you're like, I'm back, bitch. For a while though, like a few of those albums were like six songs, you know? Yeah, well, I don't, I don't even, I don't know the fucking music, but... Still, I, I've at least picked up on that. For but like also, tell me if you like feel that. the same way. Where like I know both of us, we're just like, we're we got the old head mentality of, I guess, just stubbornness of like uh, adapting to new shit. A lot of times, where people like tell us we got to be on TikTok, and then we try TikTok, and we're like, eh. I am not the, I'm not going to be on this. I'm not going to. Yeah. And then they're like, no, really though, you really got to make sure. And it's just like, so you hear what everybody's doing and what the, how the, how the landscape shifts and you don't want to fucking just be left completely in the dirt playing your cassette tapes with bonus tracks. Cause those are awesome. But it's like, you yeah. need the young kids too, to the point where like, 
Uh, and something, again, people have like consulted me to do more of. And I, I do a little bit when we put a release up, but I'll make like a GIF on Giphy and I'll put it as a loop in our YouTube like blog post area or something, just like new video with just like a little a little boomerang looking thing. But like yeah. pathetic, dude. It's look, look at this. I'll find it. Uh, I made a Giphy channel. Here, I'm going to share my screen. Hold on. So is it stuff like GIFs of you guys? There's Here's what I uh, felt like this was a, a use of my time. Look. Look what I'm doing. I'm in, I'm in my mid-30s, Jarv. And I'm making like... <laughs> making I'm, gifts I'm making gifts of like our beat it up dancing in the office video. And it says, it's Friday. I like this one though. Uh, hey. This is, that this is Will waking up with a dick on his face. It says, jumping into Monday like... <laughs> That's pretty good, <laughs> This is dude. pathetic, Jarv. This is what I do with my time now. Because I want to not be completely irrelevant. And I figure if I make enough of these, I can like sh just share it like a public, let fans take these, you know, yeah. and, and do more shit with them. But I, I, how we have so much video work? content. Like, I don't even get how you do this. Exactly. It's like, neither do I. I feel so antiquated. Just a, a fucking, well, I'm trying is what I'm doing. Uh, yeah. But I was like, <laughs> the people tell me I got to do this shit. That, that's how it all starts. And then I got to tell myself to like stop ignoring everybody's advice and or just well, like I've find some ambition. I've never been told I should make a Giphy page. I don't know, man. People, maybe. <laughs> Everyone tells you to make a Giphy page? No, there was something. I wanted to, uh, what was the start of this? Something I wanted to do where they said like you could get an artist page and then you could like get your your content to pop up in like gift searches like you know how you put a sticker on your your instagram story or something so that yeah. we could make content and get it there so that people can start posting our shit in stories and, and then somehow, it'll all traffic can you, like, back monetize to monetize that somehow or, or i don't it know like... but it's like people know shit that i don't and they tell me and then i try for 10 minutes yeah. and then i get frustrated yeah. you know right. But that that what I'm saying is the things you do, the things like I'll I do, saw, and just like um, I got time, I'll sit down all day and play with gifts and memes, even though I don't really get it. I saw Mercules right. once, uh, pretty recently. Uh, like his, he dropped an album, and then he was like, "To go with the album, we now have a filter, like a Mercules filter on Instagram." Yeah, you know, and I'm sure like he doesn't care, but he's like, he's he's hot enough and and like smart enough. Uh, to know and gosh how to, like, darn it, people like him. <laughs> <laughs> he he knows how to do social media, you know, really yeah. well. I just I like wouldn't even know where to begin with. How do we get a filter on Instagram? I thought like right, you have to like yeah, really matter, don't you? I guess. Yeah. So we're out. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I, I'll I'll give everything a shot, and it's very begrudgingly. It's just like. I usually like yell back at the people, my friends that'll tell me, and they're just like, you know, uh, they're just more social media minded, like you advertisers. Yell, you yell back at them? I Miguel back at them. They're just trying to help. <laughs> uh, um, but no, I get upset of just, I get frustrated because like, there's a lot of like, like nobody's going to do this bullshit. Nobody's going to try to make a Palmer Squares TikTok presence like if I don't try to do that. Or, or if like, right. if someone doesn't like generate these little, like isolate the snippets of video and then share them on our Beach Squad fan page of like, hey, look, I made a meme page. Now fans, go share some shit and like, you know, push our shit out there. Like no one's going to yeah. do it if we don't kickstart it, unfortunately. Uh, so I'm trying to kickstart that and then it'll probably go nowhere, but... I don't know. I just don't want to like also look back and be like, I didn't. All I ever did was make a Facebook and then I quit. You know, it's like no, you got to actually. No, you did way more th than this that, game though. is like 
it is a game of like, and it changes every year to fucking rules and which, which rules actually lead you to the victory versus failure and stuff. So I'm mm-hmm. um, like, I don't, I, I'm trying to cover those bases of, you know, we got to, we, we, I don't know. We'll try and make a, a modern pop song. We'll try and make an old school hip hop song. We'll try to sell a vinyl. We'll try to fucking make and, a gift. We're, like, we're covering what we can. Doing, <laughs> make a gift. doing something different in the studio to me is so much different as like, we're still making music, you know, it's still what we yeah. set out to do. Of course. It's still our passion. Uh, if, you know, we're changing something up on a song to try and appeal to someone else. That's different than like spending hours of your time trying to like get good at a new social media platform so you can appeal to this other demographic at some point i don't care about appealing to this other demographic here's my main Mm -hmm. initiative uh well it's like you guys have your fucking your loyal fan base right yes you and there are everything dude they're like you know they're they're who we they're they pay our rent in a lot of situations like this year with their support of fucking buying hoodies and vinyl and you guys like crushing on patreon right patreon's been a huge help this is like i think our third year and it's actually something like stable that is uh extremely helpful you know having that uh, plus what we make in stream revenue, plus what we make when people will uh, pick up our, our limited merch sales and stuff like that. We've built into something where, yeah, those hardcores and the day ones and all these loyal Palmer Squares fans uh, have allowed us to, at least for now, uh, you know, get by. We're getting by yeah. and it's great. Uh, however, my main initiative doing this is not necessarily because I want to be like, I want to be hip and get meme culture and, and all of this shit and just like be i don't know cover all those bases but uh i do want to utilize our back catalog and like somehow like we have so much content right we have like look at all these videos like we have all this shit and all it takes is a few hours to comb through them and like put them in the new place or whatever i want like new outlets i want i want to reach beyond that loyal that fan base that we do have that will listen to us this month and next month and the following month like that's that's the hardest part is like well how do we get beyond that how do we can we get beyond that like we got ourselves to where we're at and thank god like this is a really good place to be we're right on this we're not we're not like working a register anymore but we're not living in a mansion We're, we're totally like just scraping by and it's it's an okay comfortable living doing what we love you know but what that again the landscape's changing and i just think like we have over 10 years of of already made content that most people don't know about like we're gonna make more new shit anyways and and our day ones are gonna hear it and and the loyalists are gonna hear it but like Mm -hmm. how are we ever gonna like get a little bit further and that's why when people talk about fucking gifts and tiktok and the new it's like i may as well try and then I'll I'll throw yeah, my fucking little... I'll I'll throw my hat down in frustration at a certain point. But like I don't know, we've kind of teetered. Like if you look at our numbers, generally speaking, I feel like our uh, like our monthly listeners and all that they're at like a teeter. They, it is like it's our loyalists that stay. And but it's not yeah. like we've had some big jump opportunity in, um, at least in the recent past. But we've been doing okay for ourselves for sure. And I, I'm very grateful for that but you just can't stop thinking about how to how to do more you know and right right i, I so again like, pathetic that this is where it's led me but maybe maybe somebody does take one of these and seth lighting a hundred dollar bill on fire gif actually moves yeah. around because now that's online and someone put it there so who, who the fuck knows right pisses me off <laughs> yeah man it's definitely fucking difficult to keep up with all the shit I, i've never been on tiktok i don't i well i think i've made an account but I, but i didn't even like I think I made it. I like signed in just to like have the Jarf makes music like handle, right, right. 
That's but, what we did. That's and I was like, just in case, too. I fucking use this. But and then we, just, we, wanted to, we wanted to make a presence so that like it was there. And honestly, all, the most important thing there is to get the music, which uh, the distributors kind of add now as one of their right beyond one, that one of their stores. As yeah. long as your music is in there, so someone else can tag it. Beyond that, I got nothing. Yeah. And then once you're there, you then like, well, now I made my profile and I'm here. So when I take a look around, you take one look around, you're like, what the fuck am I here for? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, not, I don't care about your dancing or whatever the reaction. I don't yeah. even know what fucking TikTok. I don't want to be one of these fucking kids who like uh, they're they're like being conditioned to like talk to their followers and be all chipper when they're not actually mm. chipper. It's yeah. all like it's, I don't know. I think it's like a there's a there's a line between trying new shit to appeal to new people and then like completely having no principles and doing things you don't like doing or don't want to do. You know, just to be hip. Right. And and, well, I, and it's, it's not going like to result in me being hip. Do I'm you sorry, think go TikTok's going to like hold up? Like I don't know. I just picture it to be like Vine where it just like is big and then it just like, I think disappears. its impression will hold like with the the impression it will have made, you know, but like yeah. Vine also just like got got eaten by Instagram cuz they just started yeah. or or whatever it was, like uh somebody else like adopted what they were doing. I it guess TikTok them. is what did it, right? That's like kind of now the thing where you can take little pieces of video uh and now it has a whole like karaoke fucking element to it but um no that might get dissolved but i think uh like what it does is going to be uh, absorbed by so many other platforms and then manipulated into the next big vine tiktok whatever's next that does a little bit different so they're popular for a couple years but i I still think yeah and I, i still think that like just because a bunch of fucking suburbanites on TikTok are dancing to your song does not guarantee anything crazy and successful happening in your career right. because of it. You know, I think all these, the majority of these kids on TikTok care way more about uh, themselves, whatever validity they scored out of doing the dance or what they, they care way more about that than the song in the actual dance. You know, if the right. song in the actual dance winds up getting a bunch of play on Spotify, that's like an added bonus, but it is not like a guarantee. I think Lil Nas X is still like a bit of an anomaly. You know yeah, what I'm saying? For sure. So I, I like I can't just put so much effort into it, and I just yeah, like I said, I when I open that app, I get like viscerally disturbed, and I can't do well, it. Yeah, dude, I I would have the same reaction. And either way, it's still like better to always I don't know like you guys like you said you have like your loyal fan base. And it's always definitely better to like cater to them, I think, rather than if you were to try Absolutely. to like get super in with like TikTok and doing fucking corny shit. You know what I mean? Hypothetically, if yeah, like if I was to start doing fucking those weird dances and shit, most of my loyal fans would be like, "What the fuck is he doing?" Right. And then they might leave me. Maybe I'll get some like fourteen-year-old fans who are gonna like right. Me for, you don't like, want to like weeks. completely, you know, adapt and change. Just be right. like a chameleon over here to fucking fit that mold. But I, I don't know. I just feel like there is definitely a balance. But it's kind there of is a lot weird. of. I, I know how quickly the the landscape shifts and how traditionally how behind the curve we've always been. And there's just some stuff where. We'll say we we. It's a lot easier to just say no, and that was one of my. At, if you listen to podcasts from at the beginning of this year, I was saying how this was our like ten year anniversary. Palmer Square has been a thing for ten years, and I was gonna mm. try new things all year. Like I know what we can do well. We can do one take yeah. video shoots, and I know how to market those on Patreon now, and then put the public release out and make the promos and how to like we're good at that, and we know how to like yeah. write a like. But what aren't we good at? And I made a goal for myself this year, and it was not easy to maintain like any sort of 
positivity and ambition <laughs> towards like really, really pursuing that. But I did try. I jumped on every, anytime somebody who I trust their professional opinion would say like, you should make more content like this or go over here and develop. One thing that we're going to try and do for our next live stream is to multicast it. So it's not just on YouTube. And we have a Twitch channel at Palmer Squares right now that has not, no followers. We've never streamed anything, but I'm going to mention that now. Like, go. We're going to try to multicast so that we can start building a Twitch following. Apparently, you know, the donations might look better over there. They'll take less of a fucking revenue share. A lot of fans, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people already on Twitch that if they know we have one, they'll subscribe so that they'll probably watch it there before they watch it on Facebook or YouTube. But you just, yeah. again, covering all the bases, it's not easy. And it's so, uh, it, it's just like easy to forget where they all are it's like all right well i put a social post up and then i did this and then like you forget there's i don't know there's just so many fucking people uh that should know who we all are John, have you right. have you done a uh a live stream like show or performance not like Dude, more than one song i did one like way before covid i did one at this oh, like really? my friend's like music shop mm -hmm. and it was pretty cool but i don't know i just i've been super hesitant i haven't done anything like during this whole shit because I'm like partially I'm like I don't know I'd rather film like a one to if I'm gonna record an older song or something yeah I, I don't know I, I'm like I would do it as a one take and then like put it on YouTube yeah each individual song mm -hmm. and then I can no. like profit more off of but at the same time I haven't considered like donations and shit yeah and that's like the main part right yeah um Super Chat on YouTube makes it really easy for anyone watching on YouTube to uh, make a donation. They take a percentage of that, but um, we we made definitely uh, I, like I think it was at least five hundred dollars. It was more than five hundred dollars on our first sick, one, dude. and that was like we we weren't really like that was our goal. We we're like let's try to make five hundred dollars, and we exceeded it in, in trying to in buy an some hour wings. stream. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah. You get the like the interaction element with it because there's a little chat thing. Uh, people can request stuff. It's cool. I totally understand your reluctance. Like, you know, we had one for months. It's it's the story of our careers is yeah. new thing comes out. We sit there and kind of begrudgingly observe. Everyone's like, <laughs> everyone's walking away from this new thing with piles of cash in their arms. And we're like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not convinced. And then months later, we're like, you know what? I think they're getting that cash from that new thing. Let's go check it out. And then we get there and yeah. it's like a few quarters and, and one dollar bills left. When, Lord, when? <laughs> yeah. When's going to be my time? It was our time. Months ago, we just fucking pooped pooed it because you know i'm a natural contrarian i was gonna say you say it all the time it's yeah, just like i'm a too. contrarian i'm a non-conform whenever these like you're just stubborn to the new trend which i totally get i like i'm trying to you know the uh, seinfeld where george costanza starts doing the opposite of all of his instincts and he gets he gets a girl he Does gets he a get, job like, with the yankees tuna, <laughs> tuna on rye <laughs> yeah <laughs> he just starts doing the opposite of his instinct and that's where like like i'm saying when i would just make a tiktok and start uploading back catalog type of snippets or stuff that seemed fitting i just really don't think i'm the right guy for this but i'll start it i guess and then i'll fucking if, if a beach squad fan member wants to take over our gift channel and fucking you know i'll i'll, I'll we'll give him a free shirt or something like it just i'm yeah. not the guy i'm totally not the guy to like uh keep his ear to the ground forever on this this changing marketplace of fucking digital music marketing stuff it's it's fucking wild um, so that's why it's, it's interesting to me. Uh, we, we haven't been able to play shows all year. Uh, are you are you like anxious to play a show because now it's been you know the there's no you know, the the muscles are a little stiff. 
Yeah, dude. I'm like, I'm honestly sort of like nervous in a weird way. Like before I was just doing uh-huh. shows you know every weekend or whatever i'd do at least like at some shitty show around vermont somewhere and now i'm just like oh god i'm gonna fucking suck now i forgot how to do no, it or like you know what i mean i forgot i don't even feel like i can talk to people right I well felt, <laughs> i felt the same way before we did our first live stream thing but you know i watched your most recent one take it's the same thing you still got mm-hmm. it yeah uh, you're still just as capable as you were before uh it's not the same uh, it definitely isn't the same. I've said before, uh, we're used to it, but you do have to get used to the, just like dead silence after every song. You yeah. know, didn't take. Well, if us I was long. to do it, I would definitely put like a fucking laugh track and shit on the right. soundboard. Well, yeah, after you're so nice song. with like, the. <sighs> The beat pads and that's and right. You you could totally Dude, you like have we it. have this dumb soundboard of just like in a pinch we can reach over and slap this like you could totally just pre put all the sort of DJ effects and stuff or you whatever. You have it figured out. I'm yeah. telling you. Um, but I you know you, I'm not sure where your your numbers are at and all that. But I know you have like the social and, and a YouTube following and stuff. And uh, I'm sure there's you know we have a direct like a PayPal donation that we also share that if people yeah. want to do that instead of a super chat thing. But um, like we were saying, the fans they come through, uh, especially when um, you know you kind of make it known that. Uh, this is important. I'm like, telling you, I'm, just, you know, buy my yeah. shit here. This these limited hoodies are like what we're doing instead of a tour this year. So this means a lot, and uh, the just, fans uh, have really helped. Yeah, just jump on. Uh, this is what I would do, and and it's what I actually we did. Jump on for like a half hour test. You know, no pressure. Oh yeah, we made like a hundred bucks in the test. Don't even like, have okay. to. You don't even have to perform. You could. Uh, people would love it, but yeah, just go on to like to test it, test the waters, and interact with people. Get back in that like it's basically like being on stage because you have a little bit of yeah. an audience staring back at you. You just can't see them, and you get right, you get, get that little ang- ang- not anxiety, but like you get the butterflies out. Of. Yeah, yeah, you get butterflies. Yeah. And also, yeah, when you sure. uh, if you should, fuck up, dude, I totally should. If you fuck up your lyrics like we do, it's easier to like justify it and be like, "Well, I'm drinking whiskey at home. I'm not." <laughs> I'm not at a real show, so I'm whatever. I'm comfortable. <laughs> I'm high on crack. Don't bother me. I'm, I'm just practicing and having fun. Um, speaking of uh, high and having fun, I so there's a couple of stories that seemed like the hip hop uh, that would fit the mold to maybe bring up here. One of them I mentioned last week, uh, and we just mentioned his name a minute ago. Mercules was on. Dr. Yeah, I was trying Phil. to give you a fucking perfect segue, bro. That's all right, dude. I'm keeping it cool, <laughs> cash. Um, oh yeah, should cash. I start eating? Uh, <laughs> where's the food at where's my snacks dude I'm sitting on this most straws? uncomfortable stool right now and I swear I, I'm sitting on my balls I is it upside down yeah I don't know how to work it I'm sitting on the legs <laughs> um, so I saw that Mercules went on Dr. Phil to I guess like be a life coach and I was right I was like I bet he's gonna be the boot camp edition right. to like some get your life together you little first uh, upsetting element. He didn't go on Doctor Phil because you're not right. you're not allowed to go on a show anymore. He fucking skyped in. You know, poser Jarv isn't. I on. hate all the Skype podcasts. Yeah, you're not even sucks. on the show right now, Jarv. <laughs> yeah, you're on the computer. <laughs> yeah, this is all fake, dude. Fuck uh, this. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like it's totally uh less of a payoff that you don't get to have like boot camp like uh mercules like come you know out. he would have been wearing camo yeah, c- fatigues <laughs> come out from behind the back with fatigues and one of them like goofy straight like general caps on he's got a great like whip your ass into shape voice too he'd be like yo motherfucker you want to fucking spend your life wasted like i'd get scared by his drop voice. and give me 20 bud now drop and give me 20 
Uh, so let's meet Noah here. This the, the episode title uh, was Rapper Son Needs a Reality Shine. Check. Shine. Reality Check is a uh, one below going to come out and be his. <laughs> so of course I'm attracted to gold diamonds. I like Lamborghinis. This is the five hundred dollars hoodie. Here's the shoe. It's probably four hundred dollars. I have my Gucci watch. This is stupid here as well, which I bought. Uh, this was twelve hundred Canadian. So my necklace. I like how he has to keep putting Canadian behind everything because <laughs> Canadian money is worth less this, than American. This was twelve hundred Canadian. It was like eight fifty. <laughs> He's also got like, um, you know, which I'm guilty of, nasally, not a baller voice. Well, I like chains. I like Lambos and chains a lot. All right, hold on. This uh, jar, you can see the screen, right? Yeah. This necklace that he's holding <laughs> up, he said is like his- It's the wave. It's his like uh, most prized possession. That. that it's a, it's a gold dope. wave. Yeah. The tidal wave. But then the tight. like the, the sea foam- the crust, the topping of it is diamonds. Ice. Iced. Mm. This is like what we were talking about too of like, I wonder like, uh, I know when I was like a late teens, early 20s, I had just such a, I don't know, different idea of what I was getting myself into when I was like, I'm going to be a rapper, I guess. But like, it still wasn't material. Like, I, I want a Lambo and a, and a watch and that. But it just, <laughs> you forget that, that some things never change, you know? Well, speak for yourself, dude. <laughs> Three big problems in my life right now are ADHD, low <laughs> self-esteem, and I think a combination of those two have led me to become a bit of an alcoholic. My drink of choice is a bit of an alcoholic. What does ADHD have to do with being an alcoholic? I don't ADHD, understand. ADHD, crazy. I like, it's just funny a sentence to me. The three big problems in my life right now are ADHD. What was the other one? Something about like, uh, hold on, let's, let's find it. It was bitch shit. It was like, uh, <laughs> and I think a combination of those two <laughs> it was uh, it right now. Low self-esteem. That's what it was. Low self-esteem, dude. Again, join the club. We all hit the bottle because depression is a motherfucker. Let's go, pussy. I can't pay attention. I hate myself. <laughs> and because of those two, I like to drink. Okay, so a little bit more about Noah. Drum. What's that bottle? It looked like Kraken. And go to sleep. I'll wake up at 4 o'clock p.m. And I will finish the other half. I have Whoa. the tendency to be. Did he just say, I'll drink an eight ounce good bottle? Example he drinks half of it, takes a nap, and then wakes up and finishes the bottle. Pussy, you can't even eight, crush Eight the ounces? Fifth. Like, that's a crazy. Right. I mean, it's not. I pour an eight ounce glass. What's that, like three shots, four <laughs> shots or something? Say, hey, mom, I'm feeling like drinking right now, and I know that you want to like help him and me his mom are acting so out like, the hey, phone call right, right now. Yeah, here. now pretend you're on your iPhone. So he gives me one of these. Yeah, <laughs> 20 minutes later, my mom did end up bringing me weed. I'm smoking weed every day. What was the title straight. of this? Like, mom, a uh, oh, rapper's son. Shine? It says, rapper's son needs reality check, but it could also be like entitled kid, like has uh, is spoiled by his mother. Right, why don't you give the mom a reality check and tell her to stop giving him weed? <laughs> I'm going to smoke based on how I feel. I, it's nice. a day that I'm going to the studio. I'll smoke a sativa stream. I like how the studio is him holding on to a microphone sitting in front of his laptop like yeah, we're like doing right now. That, that, like it, that, we're in the studio. studio. That was an office. This is the studio. I'm in the booth right now. walk on stage as Kilo the Architect, I'm tapping into a Kilo the Architect. Kilo the Architect. Kilo the Architect. Dope name. Different version of myself. I have seen myself. Is that one second Biden? clip? Sounded like he was all, all right. Yeah, Sounds fine. Video <laughs> shoot looked pretty pro. What does this, this kid need help with? 
Um, I don't know. I guess he like. Uh, I think it's his low self esteem combined with his ADHD and. It's alcohol hilarious abuse. to me because uh, I was thinking about this the other day. How millennials are such a paradoxical generation uh, that like you will never meet a millennial who doesn't have low self esteem. I don't like that you say millennial or anxiety. We're we're millennials. It's millennial, right? Like millennial, Millen- millennia. Millen- oh, that's your hang up. Millennial, nuclear. Nuclear. It's nuclear. <laughs> what should I be saying? Millen? Mulan? Whatever. Rouge. Uh, but you'll Malarial never, you'll troll. never meet a millennial. Oh, he said it again. <laughs> <laughs> you'll never meet a millennial <laughs> who Whoa. doesn't have like high anxiety and low self esteem, and at the same time, they're all cocky douchebags who like can't stop looking at themselves yeah. and taking pictures of themselves and posting videos of themselves. They're so obsessed with themselves, but at the same time, they hate themselves. It's it's. A very interesting paradox. Well, it's like that's it's because they feel so worthless. They need to be validated by others constantly. Right? And now here comes. But what is this really like impressive. constant search for validation if you've never received it? Yeah, you know. Or do you? Is it like uh, your favorite rapper being your favorite rapper? You need to like keep every week. I need an, a new favorite song from this guy, or else he's not my favorite rapper anymore. <laughs> every week I need validation, or else I suck. Yeah. Um, do you smoke weed, Jarv? Uh, sometimes. I smoked a bunch of weed last night, and now my... I, I don't know. I smoke, and then my nose gets all upset. <laughs> my <laughs> nose gets upset. I would smoke more, <laughs> but I don't want to upset my nose. <laughs> that a, we have a good thing really going. weird, but... But no, I grew... Weed's legal in Vermont, so like just because it's legal, I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to grow a bunch of it. Oh, so I, I have like at least like a pound of weed right now and i just don't really smoke and i don't know anyone who really i like you know well we got a p.o box you could uh, just stuff a bunch of nugs in a box (laughs) yeah i want to try some jar of weed isn't it like federally uh, on the way to being cool now didn't some big thing it passed in the house it now has to pass in the senate Mm. which is Mm. uh republican to my house and and maybe not likely all right here's dr uh right dr seuss on a big anti-weed spiel. I was just curious. I am, um, I, I think about it the older I get too, but I'm still a, hey, 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 hey. I'll smoke weed every day. Usually. Usually. Might be too much, but let's see if. Uh, How's he going to go on like a, he's, I'm assuming he's about to go on to this Hold big, on. you can't be a success if you smoke weed thing when it's 2020 and all like the world's biggest no. successes Michael constantly Phelps. smoke weed. All right, let's go. You have to understand there are two real simple th- rules here. And one is, when you choose the behavior, you choose the consequences. Oh, yeah. You choose to have an awesome time and, like, everything is better. When you choose to smoke weed, Doritos will taste better. And as a consequence, you have to live with <laughs> Sex feels better. And you have to live with that. That's just a simple metric of life. You know what? If you want to go home and smoke dope and drink, you can do that. You're 22. But when you do, you can. It is so kiss funny them. if he just dropped the call. He just, <laughs> you can well, go oh, smoke. I got permission. <laughs> you can drink. A lot of stuff <laughs> goodbye because even casual use of marijuana has been linked to substantial brain abnormalities. Did you hear that, Jarv? Even casual use. Damn, that explains a lot. <laughs> the the nose is connected to the brain. Yeah, my nose is upset, and now my brain don't work. <laughs> Direct <laughs> pathway. True. There are the significant the brain Egyptians. changes that are related to the number Casual of marijuana that you use linked to brain abnormalities such as significant brain changes, related number of joints smoked per week. What? Nucleus 
Nucleus. Acumen? Oh, Acumbens. Acumbens told? Whoa, these are words I've never read Let's before. Let's let Dr. Phil tell us. Amygdala, <laughs> the emotional motivational reward system, gets hijacked by that. Your working memory deteriorates. That's judgment, the ability to learn. I can attest to, to these. To connect things together. Look, he's okay. not wrong. It no alters cap. your cognitive awareness. Is he I lying? mean, like the ability to put two or three sentences together. Listening to others, problem solving. If you solving. listen to this podcast, you know that it definitely... Uh... <laughs> Two or three? How about one? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, uh. I have troubles. Trouble, trouble, trouble. There's toxins in there right now. So you're, you're tying one hand behind your back when you're trying to achieve what you're wanting to achieve. I think his uh, lack of motivation is... Definitely attributed to the amount of pot that he smoked. Oh, you're I mean, his mom. Oh, yeah. And definitely attributed I mean, to that I deliver <laughs> weed to him yeah, and he doesn't have to work or lift a finger to get anything done. I think his lack of motivation is, is my fault. It's 100% my fault. You're <laughs> his dealer, bitch. Can you imagine your dealer telling you that you have a problem? Uh, yeah, his mom <laughs> is not the uh, is not going to Fucking help Heidi. him here. Fucking Heidi. She'd go into hiding. You got high in your name, mom. <laughs> yeah. How could you possibly be motivated to do anything? When your mom goes to the store weed. just at a, at a beck and call. <laughs> is so foggy all the time. Well, Heidi, that's not conjecture. There, you know, Dr. Hans Breider is one of the leading researchers in this, and he has done substantial research on the erosion of motivation and intellect. And the drop is eight to. T I got to say, I've 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 have experienced both, but more often than not. I get I get plenty done on weed. Yeah, I I yeah. will I will want to clean up a little bit, or I want to make myself a snack, and I might uh, I might fry the bacon up and do a little extra because I'm stoned and hungry now. Or like I got especially rhyme writing. That's where that's where like my crutch is. Where it, it it's weird to me to try to write music without having weed handy. And I don't know if I'll ever like really get over that. I like my little. Uh, yeah, what he's doing, what he said. There goes all my motivation and intellect. Okay. I see him deflating into the couch right now. Um, so finally, uh, Mercules pops on. My next guest had his own battles with drugs and alcohol, but overcame adversity to become a force in the rap culture. Please welcome Canadian Music Award-nominated rapper and songwriters, Mercules. Mercules, how are you, man? I'm great, man. Thank you so much for having Songwriter. me. Songwriter. He rides... The beat. It's a blessing to be here. I, I like Mercury's little like uh, like really his TV to, Reverend to outfit. Like Dr. Phil was saying, the likeliness of, of somebody Damn. blowing up and and getting to where the to the space that you want to be isn't as easy as you, you may see, think it is, man. And if I can offer Kilo the architect is looking at Merck's chain though, like now he has a new like prized possession in life is getting a chain <laughs> upgrade. He's looking at that chain like that sh that ain't shit compared to my cool wave. For you, any advice? Like, you just have to look yourself in the mirror, think about your goals, say your goals out loud, look manifest yourself in the mirror. You want, but you As opposed to looking someone else in the mirror. I <laughs> 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 think that I've listened to your music now, being on the show and seeing what you have to offer. And this I think annoyed you're me. Talented, right man, here. But at the end of the day, you can't just be talented. It's 2020, man. You can't just be talented. Yeah, it does annoy me that it's not enough to just be talented. No, no, not that. But <laughs> that is what I was talking about earlier. Mercules is like the first guy who knows. It, it's 2020. Talent has like very little to do with your success now. I think that's what he's saying. And you, ha you have to be able to fucking manipulate these social media platforms the way this guy has and have Shaq fucking loving your shit.
Uh, no. Shaq loves Mercules. They have oh, a song together. They have a song together, what? bro. Yes, I think his Ooh. Old Town Road remix got to Shaq somehow because it was like a viral millions. Because it's of an Old Town remix. Road remix. Yep. Because he knows how to fucking play this. Yes, shit. that's he, that's yep. things we don't do. We don't re- remix a top ten song and then like sh- that gets traction because of you know it's not original content. It's already in the fucking algorithm popularity cycle of Old Town Road and whatever. Next <clears throat> thing still, you know, that shit's kind of like corny though. A little bit think? to me. Yes. It's like I, I would do it, but at the same time, it's like people have always said, you know, like, oh, do Panda or whatever when everyone was doing that. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm, right. I refuse to do I, that. Yeah, I, 100% I w- respect Mercules's, uh playing of that game and fucking right. killing it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's just something that I've never really brought myself to do. And now that I think about it, really, like all Mercules has really dominated is Instagram and YouTube. YouTube, which is the thing that we started with. Uh, by doing those remixes and then just like his meme game is strong right mm. and that's another that's like i walk this line where if i see mercules doing a great job managing socials and putting memes out that bring people back to his face and, and his like music and memes his quotes that have to do with yeah. him and i'm just like yeah, that's i'll see that and i'll be like dope good for him like he's you know he's crushing it he gets the game and then it's this weird like you know catch 22 where but my opinions are like yeah but i'm not gonna do that and i'm not gonna waste my time and like I'm, I won't even try or something. That, that's where it's like, I know that in my fucking soul, I'm not a good uh, candidate to be like a meme page or a meme creator. I love but memes. But I don't want to like have this, this fucking split, this cognitive dissonance of like, yeah, that's what's up. That's what a hard worker does and they do it well and good for him, but I'm not going to do it and I'm not going to try and I would never, I don't want to reach those audiences either. It's, it's a hard line to walk and he's right about like, it's not just about talent. It's like, you got to play the fucking game. I've, uh, I've laughed at, you know, countless memes, uh, but just like jokes, even though I can like think of a concept where I'm like, that, that has legs, but I have no idea how to word it. You know, uh, making a meme, to, it's the, the same thing to me. Uh, I might think of a concept, but I have no idea how to make one, you know? Right. I'm terrible. Yeah. That's why I, I took a loop of our... Um I don't understand any luck video. This was the one that in my head, I was like, this would be good. This is you from a mirror reflection, dropping a rock into a mirror where it's like, somebody's like, you know, like my lucky day or something about luck. That's a fucking perfect thing to tag about like, you know, when my luck starts looking up or something and then you throw a rock through a mirror. Right. Yes. Like that's, I guess. See, that's because I'm not the <laughs> fucking guy. But to me, I'm like, oh, that would like be something where you can make the the setup, and then this would be the payoff. This this little two second loop would pay off. That I don't know what the setup is. I'm not gonna punch it in the text. I don't know. Let's go back to Merc though, because this is what annoys me. My though. next guess. It, it jumps back. You, all the way back there. I got it for you. So I think that uh, if you set your mind to it, you can get to where you need to be, man. It's you the proposition. Be smart about it. You know what I mean? Mercury said he would collaborate. Uh, with Noah if he's willing to get clean and he gets sober for like four weeks for like four you said weeks that you would actually do something with Noah tell him what you have in mind okay I wouldn't smoke for four weeks if Merck would do another <laughs> song with us <laughs> I'll put the pipe down for four weeks Merck I promise you let's just do another collab wait did Dr. Phil say for like four weeks he did. for like four weeks or so <laughs> he said like give or so take funny. mas for like amenos. I just like when this all was a, like a, when I when it was like 
Merkley's going to be on Dr. Phil and he's going to be like the boot camp guy. This is totally the opposite of what I wanted and what I expected. I wanted, like I said, him to march out in fatigues in person and fucking tell the kid to like drop and give me 20 with a machete in his hand, you know, because yeah. he was a tackle. Uh, and then fucking like what you get is him all like dressed all nice on a Lawrence webcam. what? Of Arabia? And then he's like, you no, know. No, it's Ark. Hey, if you fucking do this thing, I'll do a song <laughs> with you and we'll be friends. <laughs> Uh, well, as we were saying earlier, um, as he said earlier, we're only across the pond from each other. He's actually like three hours away from me. Um, so what my proposition to him would be is if he can stay sober for four weeks, a month, essentially. and Four weeks, a month? Of, Every month? Of being sober. <laughs> I'd be willing to go out of my way to use my platform that I've built from the ground up to not only do a On song with it, him, I also but just I'd also be willing like to shoot the video. Goofy and, and contradictory that Mercules is like... All these things free of charge. The, the, to win the contest of doing a song with me, you have to prove that you were sober. Mercury's the guy who bought us uh, Catron shots at 10 a.m. at that uh, Atlanta just, I don't know. Festival. I don't know what's going on. That he's like, uh, the reward for you being sober for a month. You, you can't do a song with me unless you're sober for a month. I don't know. It's just weird to me. Coming from Mercury's. No, it's not weird. And if we get to the end of this clip, the all kids I need you to do is provide us proof that you actually want this. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how many. Nice sneakers you have in your closet. Who's the clapping? The day, you is this jar of soundboard? <laughs> yeah. There's no one really there. Want. Wow. That is um. That would be an absolutely incredible opportunity. They they had like a, a an online webcam audience behind Doctor Phil, like fifty webcams. It's like the NBA bubble. And they're clapping, and that's the audio they played, as if that's God. all of their collective webcam. Applause. Get the fuck out of here. That's not what their applause sounds <laughs> like. Movie magic. That is something that I will from this moment forward be that's an effect. I'm going to skip um, to the end to show you exactly yeah, why so um, why Mercury's <coughs> would set that stipulation. Mercury's new album, Apply Pressure, is out. You can order it now. You'll be joining me when you do because Robin and pressure. I are going to do so right away. Well, hey, it's me and thank that's hey. that's why right there. You know why? When, when, what did I just say? My big goal for this year was is there, or like outreach. Try to find new audiences. This fucking guy just got an album plug for his his new rap album at the end of Doctor Phil, where he's like, "I'm gonna buy it right now, so everybody join me in buying Mercules' mm, music." God. That's fine. That's playing the game, and Mercules yeah, continues dude. to do it so well. You he's know, brilliant. he's brilliant on a guys. brand so, new market. Do you think that the average Doctor Phil daily viewer is somebody who also is a Mercules fan? No, and in fact, a lot of these folks would would not buy his album. But a but lot of them, he's reaching them now. Are like grandmas who are like, "What can I stuff my grandson's stocking with this year?" Yep. I'll buy that new Mercury's. I album. bet this Noah kid, the rapper who needs a reality check, resembles a lot of grandsons of people who watch this show with the fucking. I need my Yeezys and I want a diamond yep. chain. It's like yep. that looks just like my grandson, the fucking loser. At least like seven <laughs> Mercury's. My grandson, the loser. <laughs> At least seven units are being sold uh, this. Christmas, thanks to this disappearance, um, no doubt. But yeah, good for Mercury. Once again, it's just one of these things. It's like I'm never going to be on Doctor Phil, and I would never tell a kid he can't smoke for four weeks, and I would do a song with him. That's not like my. But yeah, you know what? If you're going to throw with or without it, uh, buy it now at the end of the the daytime TV audience. Like, yeah, you know what? I'll do a song with that kid. This shit was pretty Hell good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Kilo. He's, Did they he's play an him rapping? What'd you say? Do they play clips of him rapping? Very small snippets. I I I didn't find like a. You couldn't just find anything. He doesn't on have the a internet. SoundCloud somewhere. Let's find him. 
right now. Find that video. Tracks. Find that video where he's rapping. It looked like, he, dude, he's already doing better than us, by the way. He's already the video doing. Looked like, the video looked like uh, this thing called grind mode, where they do like these like ciphers. Grind mode cipher. Mm. Is, is I, it, I swear, the video looked just like that. Is it Killa, the architect? No, he said Kilo. I, yeah, I think he definitely said Kilo. Uh, when I searched it, like he comes up. <laughs> what kind of architect doesn't know how to build an empire? Am I right? <laughs> Kilo M O E on Spotify. Who are you? No, this is Baltimore. No, no. Did he say are where he was Baltimore? from? I think. Come uh, on, Mercury said he lives like three hours away. Does that mean he's All in right. Canada? He's probably Canadian. Eh, fuck it. I already like don't care. Fuck this kid. <laughs> Next story. <laughs> I don't want to keep looking. Um, if I can't find you with a Googling of your name, then I'd stop looking. Yeah. You don't exist. I, let's let's Google him again after the uh, Mercury's collab drops. I bet I bet we'll be able to find him then. Absolutely. Um, I saw for a brief moment, this is a Jack Harlow's album cover, right? Another guy. He's been around for like two years, jumping on everybody's songs and stuff, but like his debut project is about to come out. Ugh, debut? Yes. Well, it's he's no Jay Electronica. In terms of like how mm. long he's been around, right, right. But yeah, it is weird that uh, a debut album comes after. He's already done like remixes with Lil Wayne and he's Corey Lanez and DaBaby. And he's yeah, Grammy nominated, exactly. Um, but anyway, so he, he his album comes out in a couple days, I believe. And uh, hey, I'm gonna listen to it. Right. But this is the album cover, Jarv, you and can I see saw it. like for a day. Yeah, I can see it. This is one of those things where I He's, saw uh, people talking about how uh, there was a big stir. People are upset at this, but I didn't see anyone actually upset. Just people so, talking about people being upset. He's in a car, shot from inside the car. Very nice luxury car. He's in the back seat. Uh, there's a bunch of kids outside the window, and he's signing an autograph for one of the kids outside of the window. Nearest to the camera in the forefront of the picture, also seated in the back uh, beside him, is a woman who you can only see the legs, and it appears that what are these? Her panties. There's an article of clothing. It looks like, like a dress. No, it's her dress. It's, it's an elegant his date. Oh, this is her. I thought this was the leg as well. No, <laughs> I thought they were like her panties being slipped down. That's not what that is. <laughs> That's not what that is. I don't think so. I'm colorblind, so you know. Oh, browns, are you really? Browns and reds. She looks like a woman of color. Um, either way. So wait, that makes le even less sense where you're going with this. I don't know really where I'm going with this because I can't find... Here's what I see. I see... Uh, here's a post from the day I saw it. It said, I'm listening to a group of people literally yelling at each other that Jack Harlow's album cover is the, quote, problem with hip-hop. Um, and it started there, and then there was a thread, right? But everything in the fucking thread is um, Jack Harlow album cover. I see nothing wrong. Um, right. What can the problem I be? I don't see an issue with Jack Harlow's album cover. Like, so I don't know what started this talk, but clearly <coughs> it's just uh, people wanting to make some sort of race issue. There's a white rapper you, yeah, with, a, with yeah. a black woman next to him. And a you, black you kid. Maybe you don't see your face and it, it sexualizes or objectifiers, kid, though. though. He's signing something for the black kid, but there's a white kid in the window looking at him. Yep. None of the kids are looking at the lady. I, th I thought her, that her panties were coming down. I thought that was part of it. Hmm. There's nothing <laughs> oh, that, wrong with yeah, Jack sense. Harlow's cover, SMH. I like Jack Harlow. I like his cover. So it's like I can't find one fucking person. I see so many people to his aid of like, <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong. He's wearing glasses with yellow frames and maybe yeah, people Yeah, that's are what's like, wrong with hip hop. Fuck that, dude. <laughs> Which makes me think maybe this is what we do. Maybe we start a fake like uh, internet altercation. Ooh, leather pants. 
He's wearing leather yep. pants. That's Those are cool terrible. as shit. Right. That's what you got to do, though. You got to just like just uh, send our loyal fans out at our, after our next release to all just be like, I didn't hear any offensive lyrics. I don't know what people are talking about. Like yeah, that, that's what the fuck this is. This for... is another way to play the game. They're just marketing like who? The f- I can't find a single thing. <laughs> Maybe I just didn't see where this chat room was, and people were like having a this J- Jack Harlow haters only club, like talking shit about this. But there's so many people talking about like I don't know why everyone's so mad, but I can't find Dude, one comment about someone mad. Wearing. What is that? A Go back Eddie to that other picture. He's wearing that red. Yeah, that looks so terrible. What? What? People it's, are so it's weird. Denim. The they dress. Damn. That shit is just weird. Oh shit! Wow, <laughs> you know, you know how it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't. I don't understand why there would be any controversy about this picture. It's actually pretty vanilla. It, it's a. It's a. Fine I can't album believe cover. that her panties are not what's being slid down on her legs. There, are you guys sure of this? I'm pretty positive. Yeah, the more you say it, the more it looks just like the edge of her dress. Good for Jack Harlow. People are mad at him, and that's how you get, uh, you know, you rise to popular fame these days. That's what we got to do, man. This is a great idea. Like, don't don't, don't tell anybody, but we're going to do this for our next release, all right? Jarve, let's do another song together. Let's do a collab, and then let's release it, and then let's post tweets that are like, we'd like to apologize like for uh, we didn't realize that this song was going to ca- ruffle so many feathers and then like get our fans to also jump on board and be like, I don't see what the problem is. People and like next thing you Dude, know, yeah, we're, we're working with Jack. Let's go. We can make <laughs> just some like bot accounts and we'll, we can write comments on it and be like, this is so terrible. How could they say this? These things and yeah. just like t- at least if there's like 10 comments right, right in a cluster, people will see it and be like, what the fuck? This is just what we talked about never doing last week. We were like, I'd never make like a <laughs> fake account and then go like comment on my own shit from it. Oh, gay black, gay black Republican. That's what the, uh, the blog can be called. That's talking about our album. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, there's no problem here. I think just there, there's some people who can't, uh, you know, they can't not, there's no, there's, was, can't Nazi there's, race. There's not an article. Regarding you can't Nazi. Dude, I, I can try and look it up. I just pulled this up plus all of the comments I can find on it, which are like only saying, I don't know what the big deal is. I think there is no big deal. Uh, which just making my point, you know, that's what we got to do. We got to get a, you got to think a step ahead of the game. You got to start yeah. your own like uh, cancellation process on Twitter and then be like, no, no, no. Like now that you get all these new eyes and ears on you, be like, thanks for listening. There's nothing wrong with me. Uh, so well, good for him. If you initiated the cancellation process, would you then I'd finish make it. it seem how I'd finish it? Yeah, I, I would, would make you, sure I was canceled by the end of it. <laughs> well, so yeah, you'd assure that you were canceled. <laughs> I well, just would you like started, double yeah. down in your like fake statement? Would you be like "fuck them"? This is PC culture, or would you be like uh, <laughs> "I'm sorry, I've learned so much"? I would throw I've all our so fans far. under the bus immediately. I'd be like "fucking these guys are the problem." I don't know what they're <laughs> yeah. talking. Wait, uh, if what happened? I would absolutely, uh, I would, I would insist that my lyrics were problematic and that I'm a real threat and that I'm a yep. real problem in the game and that nobody should fuck Manufacture with me. Manufacture your own cancellation. And then people, yeah. Exa- yeah. Like Bullworth. Yeah. And then, and then everybody winds up loving you. Yes. And you then guys you are d- following yep. now, right? And then you try and call mm-hmm. off the hit because you're, you're in love with Halle Berry. Uh, uh, see where yes? I'm going? Oh. Yeah. 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 I don't. I don't see the problem with this cover. It sounds like nobody else does, except for like no. one guy, uh, who's who like a fly on their wall tweeted about it. Is that a question? Um, I have one last story, which uh, 
It's unfortunate, but oh, look at this. Look at this boy. Chance the Rapper sued by his former manager for $3 million. Uh-oh. Uh did you hear about this, Jarv? No, I did not. I mean, maybe this isn't like really that big of news, uh, but, you know, I'm a Chance fan. I'm a Chicago guy. We've, we, I, we, we've worked with this organization here and there, did a fucking holiday event a couple yeah, years dude. ago. He's a nice fella. I have a, a past history with both of these guys, so I don't know where to stand on this story. <laughs> what is your you history? Know? So I, we know that uh, Chance... Like nine years ago, said we could do a collab for five hundred dollars, and you yes. you said no. Our manager and Pat uh, discussed it outside the tonic room while me and Chance kind of like stood next to each other awkwardly, like two kids whose moms were talking to each other in the grocery store or something. <clears throat> and then Pat came into Pequod's when I worked there once, and I tried to introduce myself and wound up accidentally spilling my water on him. And that's about it. It sounds like he wouldn't want your support in this. <laughs> that's, about, <laughs> yeah. that's about all Dude, my history. It's, it's pretty weird because that guy, I'm pretty sure that Pat guy, um, there's this rap group from Vermont called 99 Neighbors. And mm -hmm. they, right now they're like getting fucking huge. And they, I think that guy started like a small label, but it's like a subdivision of like fucking Warner mm. Brothers or some shit. I don't know. Right. Some major label thing. But He's though this group was the first group that he signed, and then they were playing like fucking what are all the like Rolling Loud, like all these big festivals and shit. Yeah, so he's branching. And they out. were, yeah, yeah, they're like the biggest from Vermont at the moment. I think I sort of was for a minute, and then because there's not really anybody else, but then they definitely fucking blew up real quick. And I'm pretty sure it's this fucking guy who's have you like played the, shows the cause with them? of that. Or have you met those guys? Yeah, yeah, I've known them. They. We did a sh couple shows like back when they were kind of starting out, but um, so point, what's know, interesting about this too? I'm gonna read a little bit of it, but like <laughs> obviously, uh, or if you don't know, Chance and his manager, former manager, they've been they've been together since like you know Chance's first project was Ten Day, and it's because he had a high school suspension that was ten <laughs> days long. Indeed, and, and, and back then, that's like you know Pat was in the picture then, right? Like kids, like your fucking kids. Uh, I mean, not yeah. fucking kids. I don't know what he did. <laughs> Whoa, uh, Pat. Uh, Pat, the manager, longtime manager of Chance the Rapper, is now suing his former client for breach of contract, unjust enrichment, and violation of the Illinois Sales Represent Representative Act. Jesus. Uh, according to the lawsuit, which was filed in Illinois earlier this week, Corcoran is accusing Chance of ignoring his professional advice, only to turn around and blame him for the poor reception of his 2019 debut album, again, debut album, The Big Day. Uh, and the ensuing flat ticket sales. Corcoran also says that Chance is refusing to pay him $3 million in commission after firing him back in April. So the story here is that Chance puts his album out, and it, people don't like it. No, and they did not. People did not enjoy his big day debut His album. album. Uh, his album. Uh, he does owe us a bum now. Like, <laughs> he definitely owes us one. <laughs> Another guy who like won a Grammy... Uh, like blew up Three. With over two releases and then put something out and called it his debut. Like, get the fuck out of here, dog. Right. The other ones yeah. were mixtapes, technically, I suppose. This is your third album. Um, get over yourself. Did you listen to the album? Was it good? I this didn't album? care the big for day? it much. Not a fan. Yeah, never... But here, here's what's wild to There's me. There's a couple like, songs that I, I liked. Jumping ahead in this a little bit, like when you see the response, everybody. Is that when when I say everybody, this is like the people commenting on social media. When I say I everyone, I mean Gary Oldman. Everyone. This is like they're all like uh, done with chance, right? And this was the like. 
this is the thing. This is this little lawsuit news headline is the thing that is like make like so we're all done with chance now right like people are using the word canceled like we're I canceling the, him right i love that we're done with him he's trash he was always trash i love those people those posts out there look i didn't like, like the album either but i he is good and his just, stuff before that was good we all like kind of uh what social media does like the manipulation we all kind of like look towards uh look towards it and look towards the wave and the tide to like see what we should think and feel but mm-hmm. these people just like flat out they tweet like so so and so is canceled right so you're telling me to stop listening. So so you're telling me to think this, right? It says, given the significant amount of work, care, and attention needed to produce an album, Corcoran, the manager, expressed serious concern with the pro- projected release date Bennett had unilaterally announced for the album. That's another thing. I guess Chance announced the album release date. It was very ambitious, and I guess his manager at the time allegedly uh, told him, like, consulted him, like, to give yourself more time. You're getting married. You're doing too much shit right now. You're trying to push this too fast. Chance didn't take that advice. And then I guess Chance was mad that the album didn't do well. The manager's like, yo, I told you, you're, you're, you're not putting enough time into this and enough care and attention, and you ignored my professional advice, so now you fired me and I expect my, my pay. Uh, which, you know what, he has a case, really. Uh, with Chance know, yeah. set to get married the following month, Pat believed there would not be enough time to properly craft the album. He sa- uh, It says, the lawsuit goes on to claim unproductive and undisciplined studio sessions led to a, quote, freestyle-driven product of subpar quality. That's what... His ex-manager's calling the album, which in a lot, that's a, woo, that's rough. But in the first time I showed you some of the album and we got to like that's hot a shower. way of saying this album sucks. It yeah. sounds like you freestyled all of that's it. That's what, I remember that's what Term <laughs> said when I was like, oh, like hot shower was like one of the bigger songs off it. But it, what you're like, sounds like a freestyle. I'm like, yeah. Because it, like, it, it is. It must be. It is. And um, it just sounded, I said the same thing when it came out because it just, all of the lines, I think chances of very talented poet i think he's a very talented wordsmith and most of the songs on that album were just like he doesn't sound like he's trying uh, yeah. there, you know, there's you, a definitely a couple to, of good verses and, uh, and good parts of some verses on that album but that album as a whole was not what any of his fans like were waiting every, to hear every verse on acid raps yeah uh like the fucking tier of of lyricism that, like i don't know i don't I, I, I didn't think he got anywhere near that on no, any the, of the songs on this album. The album, uh, but when you when it came out, if you would have told me after I listened to it that this album is going, this album is going to result in him and his manager parting ways and million dollar lawsuits and all that, I would have been yeah. like, it's not that bad. <laughs> Yeah, who would have thought Chance the Rapper? This is now some Twitter comments. Chance the Rapper, dude that made acid rap, dude that said, then he's not saying dude, by the way, dude that said he met Kanye West and never dude going is to our, fail. Dude our white guy uh, <laughs> code word. We're uh, using code names. He's saying the dude that said, I met Kanye West, I'm never going to fail, uh, would be down this fucking bad. Chance the Rapper got to retire now, man. This is embarrassing. Chance the Rapper getting sued by his he's manager. He's got to retire. For how Why? trash his album was. Made yeah, my day. Um, Why does he got to retire? But like, who's it, this fat guy? Who's talking? Chance the rapper officially is on the shit list. Um, retweet if you have more followers than Chance's merch page. Uh, Chance the rapper slander. My time to shine. This guy's just waiting, chomping at the bit. Uh, Chance the rapper mad. Nobody want to hear him rap about his ugly ass wife and Jesus for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> like he is. Damn. This is the. He's getting a second roasting. This is what they said when the album came out last year. By the way, all this shit. Like he got roasted for how bad the album was, they and did now shit on yeah. him a lot. <laughs> they're giving it to him so bad again. But like, uh, it's it's so odd to me, and maybe this is because 
part of this like hits a little close to home for us. We had like uh, a music business <coughs> issue in the recent past that was a pain in the ass. Where like you know there were some it didn't there was no lawsuit and certainly there was no like uh, millions of dollars on the line and stuff. But it's like there when, were lawyers though, and there were people that Damn, you work really? with for a period of time. Yeah, uh, that you you know you need to not work with anymore, and it becomes like a like a divorce of sorts. And it's like well, this should be easier to do than this. Uh, in any event, it says that the was this on the business side or was this like artistically on the business our side. stuff business side. Um, and, but either way, like when that's, I, that's what getting into that relationship was, was business side. Yeah. It's where you kill your own business. <laughs> <laughs> business side. Yeah. That was a it's good. Uh, murdering people financially. <laughs> so we had to stop, uh, you know, killing ourselves, uh, professionally there. Anyways, a lot of the, like I'm reading the, the snippets of the legal jargon that is man. And it's like so similar to like what. What you have to do, and if you even watch a movie like Marriage Story, where they highlight how like lawyers get dirty, like even when you don't yeah. want to get dirty, I feel like there's so yeah. many big gaps of this story that we don't really know about these guys who've been friends since they were teenagers and classmates, and and Pat really did help him get right. as they successful as he did, and everybody on the internet that I see is siding with the suit. They're siding with Chance's manager. Not one person. I, I've not seen one person that was like, this is bullshit, dude. Fuck Chance's manager. Like, or, sure, maybe pay him and then like get him out of your life and get back to fucking work because we like you. Like, everyone's like, all right, now we can all agree acid rap was bad, right? And that the, the coloring yeah. book was like his, his closest shot to ever getting a good... It's like, dude, Hollywood praised him. The entertainment music business and it, it, fans of hip-hop everywhere praised him. He did change up. Uh, that album wasn't that great, but it's so wild. You it's like see with, it. <laughs> with friends like this, who needs enemies, man? Like I don't ever want we we another thing that I can relate to is also just putting out a piece of content that our fans didn't love. Wasn't right, a full right. album. But you should uh you should just see people at least where's the people asking for his side of it? These people have all heard one yep. side of a gossip story and made up their minds to just do away with a, a whole person. You know what though? Now is our time to try and get that five hundred dollar collab. We're, we got it, dude. <laughs> hey, I hear you. Uh, you just lost three, three large. Uh, you want to do a song? Well, uh, what? We can help each other. It's also uh, crazy how people are just like fuck him after an album. It's like who's to say his next one isn't good? Right. Like, at and least give him like a thing, couple albums before you decide he's terrible. Yeah. Another thing I feel like, and now I'm just being a little cocky that I relate to is that if it's anything like our situation. Chance is going to settle this. He might lose some money. He's going to end up working a different direction with a different management team. And he might go on to make a terrific album. Some of the best stuff yeah. he's made in, in a while. And that is that is me saying that I think with or without it is some of our best work. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, but, dude, he's like he's Chance the Rapper. And like if you're just going to ignore the fact that he was ever actually putting out some some fire verses and good songs, good albums, like no, we talked was about a good it. performer. Like he's, I think the next release, he's going to, you think he's ignored 100% of this feedback? He knows what the people don't want to hear now. I think he's going to take right. at least a couple of notes it's and also he's probably going to put out a good project. Similar to what we'd been discussing in recent weeks about uh, a lot of like negative reception with our most recent song and the fact that I used auto-tune or whatever and, and people like, this must be the direction forever. Uh, and and trying to like uh, give us advice on where to go next, uh, and we've talked about it, like uh, I'm a huge Sturgill Simpson fan. I loved his first three albums, and then he put out Sound and Fury, which last week was nominated for best rock album at the Grammys, so it must not be that bad uh, by their standards. And uh, I didn't like it, but my my immediate response wasn't to go to his socials and start telling him what he should do 
yeah. uh, with yeah. his art. My immediate response wasn't to go and start shitting on the other albums that he put out that I actually enjoyed. My response was to not listen to Sound and Fury on repeat, like yeah. I had his other ones. But also... To go back and listen to his old music. And then he put out right. more music recently, and I like it. It's it's good. It's back to the old style. Jarv, have you ever seen some fan commentary that was undesirable, like about you, but that you also thought was sort of right like you saw truth in it and maybe like said you know what i i am kind of falling into that pocket and i'm i should get a like there's been a couple of times for me personally where like i saw a comment that made me be like man fuck you and then i thought a little longer and i was like you know what i think i was thinking that myself <laughs> yeah, yeah you might dude, be right. i definitely i definitely have seen shit that have has made me think that like oh i i, I was kind of thinking that but yeah. at the same time i'm just like I fucking can't stand like seeing my, you know what I mean? I'm like looking at videos, trying to edit a video of myself and I'm like, oh, I look so stupid or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if somebody th has I some criticism, I probably already thought of it and I'm like, you're right. I, I know, but right. you don't need to tell me because I already know, but I'm doing my best. I remember one time uh, a fan said, uh, like, Ecumenal's got some good verses in like the old ciphers on YouTube and he's like, he has good verses, but he starts everyone the same. And like legitimately like the pattern it was like on the, the it was like the same thing the, I'm the, the same. antonym and opposite of happily incompetent yeah uh, -ba 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 i would do that and they said it and you're like oh shit right they didn't name verse titles but i was like i was just kind of thinking that i like you know i sort of found a groove of how i liked opening a verse style wise yeah. and like pattern wise and i was like i gotta stop doing that the next verse i you know so that's what i'm saying about like well, then that's just a couple of really harmless comments. Like you, the shit Chance is receiving, I think, is going to fucking Gutenberg shift uh, <laughs> the yeah. the sound of his next album, and hopefully back a little bit in the direction of what got him to where he, you know, all the success that he's fucking thankful for now. Uh, right, that you, album I would was definitely different. think some some criticism is definitely right important. I feel like Chance Somebody is going like, to lose some money, but hopefully he shouldn't. He shouldn't lose three million fans. Is what, the thing that's like. There's also equity in keeping that. Like, why is everybody tr like trying to like brush him under the rug? Like, and for this, it's not even like he did some like rap news, like a rapper beef thing, and you chose fucking Ti over Chance because you like him more. So <laughs> this is just like what, what's going on here. His manager and him separated. We've we've had management issues in the past, and it's like you get past it, you keep working. Fucking follow the guy to his next single. Like, they're like, we're done with them. I can unfollow now. It's like, no, dude, just yeah. let him get past this. This is obviously uh a rough patch in his career but dude he's like right and it's like if us. you're a real fan if you're actually like a fan of his you would kind of see yeah. it through it's like funny stick kind of stick by yeah, it's his like, side where's all his fans them. where's all the fans like you know saying anything positive i guess i didn't type out anything this is me on my show saying it now uh, well i feel like that's kind of the thing is you get to a certain level of like stardom and then you don't really have like real fans at that well i mean of course you have some but Right, well, you have, maybe they're not only the most doing vocal. it because they're s supposed to. A lot know? of your really real fans figure he's so big that he doesn't need me to to speak up. You know, they become right, like a exactly. silent majority type of fans right. fan base. Yeah. It's funny because uh, what what Chance did basically all he did was rap about his two like the two things that he loves the most in the world. And there's like his wife unfortunately and, the two things that his listeners relate to the least. That's what I'm saying. His wife and kid, I'll, I'll lump them into one and God. Yeah. And his fans were like, the two things you love the most fucking suck and we don't ever want you to talk about it. I feel them. like his fans also would have been receptive to hear a, a song or two, you know, like a, a song or two about his wife 
and Jesus. Right. But it was like it was like twenty two songs or something. How you know, it was a full album and it was very heavy on that theme. It was they called the all bi- about his wife and no. God. Hot showers was a freestyle <laughs> about whatever it was about. Uh but the name Dragon of his Ball album Z. the name of his album was like referencing like his fucking wedding day too. So it was very much like built into the project that like family and religion is you know th- th- this I think it should double down. Life. I think his next album should be like that Robin Thicke album where it was like named after his wife and oh, every the song one that was ruined his career. <laughs> it was. I mean, in his case, it was about his wife that left him. I think Chance should do that though. Yeah, didn't she leave him because he was like boinking the chick from the Blurred Lines video with <laughs> her course. titties out? Of course. What did you think he wasn't? <laughs> right. So like, what would you not be? <laughs> no, like she's she's a prize. However, so, like so is that, the he, lines he puts girl. out an album called Paula or Linda or some shit, like what, his what, ex-wife's I, name. One didn't of work. Didn't get her back. Evelyn. Uh, Evelyn. Uh, uh, Marge. Uh, so anyways, finishing this Gertrude. article. Instead of acknowledging the numerous distractions and artistic compromises that inevitably resulted from time wasted in studio, all of which contributed to a lackluster album evidenced by historically low ticket sales, Bennett ultimately blamed Corcoran for the judgment rendered by his fan base, rather than accept that his own lack of dedication had doomed the project. Uh, on what a- is historically low ticket sales? Like, on what scale of history here? <laughs> Well, like, how did he? He blamed compare him the to our ticket sales. For... I bet they're historically high. Exactly. <laughs> and when you go back in his career, he played shows, you know, at the Tonic Room or something with less ticket sales than these ones. Historically low compared to what? Right. That's that's uh, the lawyers getting tricky there. But it says they separated yeah. uh, earlier this year, uh, according to his manager. He's owed more than three million in commission from the fifteen percent of Chance's net income, which they established in an oral agreement. So that's the end there, though. Like, uh, I never know if it's better or worse. A lot of people will be like, "Well, that's why you're in trouble." You had an oral agreement and it wasn't inked. Well, you might have just inked what you said out loud, and then now you're, now the paper says you owe three million. You know what I mean? Like. Either way, an oral agreement holds up. Like that's that's why that's, he's being sued off one right now. He 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 said he was going to give me fifteen percent, and you do the crunch the numbers, and there's still yeah, money it, I'm owed here. Isn't it like if it? Um, but either way, it seems like they had a very loose, enough, friendly first... relationship and friendly business agreement, which is tricky. Yeah. Well, one thing that's weird is how is did you say that Chance was saying that it's like the manager's fault that the album was received poorly? Allegedly, his manager was fired or the reason that they separated was because Chance was upset with him for the feedback about his album when the manager's defense is that I warned you that you needed more time and you ignored my professional advice and now you got to pay me what you owe me. Uh, because you fired me for you know false pretenses, yeah. basically. That's that's, that's the nutshell here. But again, I do think that there's a lot of big gaps missing here, and it's I'd be curious if uh, these these people could be friends after this, like or even like say happy birthday annually. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or if the because they go back so far, and sometimes this type of shit, this dirty business will ruin your best friend relationship or something. There's been plenty of times where, like, you know, towing a friendship and business line with Term and myself, it's never gotten to that level, but there's definitely been, like, you know, we need to be thinking more business this week than friendship and stuff, but you don't want to fucking make your friend angry or you don't want to make your business partner angry by being too friendly and that whatever. It's like these guys go back to, like, you know, it's... Kids, they were kids. Yeah. They never had a contract, yeah. and now this is happening. And Chance is one of the biggest names in music. There's also this is that, wild. That whole like uh, the rite of passage that we were part of is that whole letting a older uh, 
outsider come in and manage everything, you know, and they, you, you know, you wind up getting fucked over or whatever. Uh, so, so there's this common narrative of like going to avoid that, go with like a friend of yours or someone who's been there from the beginning. And this kind of fucks with that. Yeah. That theory that's is also out did, the window. Because... And it turned out the same way. So maybe, but the way that people are taking sides, like the fans of, it, that, that's what's weird to me is all the people saying like chance is done. We never liked him. It's like, they're speaking as if they've been also as big of a fan of his manager for the last 10 years. Where it's like, now right. we're choosing him. It's like, you didn't know what the fuck. You, what, you think Acid yeah. Rap and, and Coloring Book were good because th- this manager, manager who's owed some money? Like, why are you so quick to jump on this fucking guy's side? Yeah. Instead of the recording artist that you actually may have ever had a fanhood for. Like, it just seems uh, people are also, so quick to like tell like, you to fuck down. Who's also a really good dude who's done like a fake nice guy, countless philanthropic efforts. No, 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 you're wrong. People on Twitter, he's a fake nice guy. How? How so? <laughs> all that good stuff he did, he donated a million dollars to Chicago Public Schools last year, two years ago. Oh, uh, like he's all fake. throughout, <laughs> uh, counterfeit. All throughout the past month, social works organization. It was fake. It's fake nice. nice everything guy. that's been going on this year, he's been organizing like fucking. Uh, he gave food out turkey banks. dinners for Thanksgiving. He gives out clothes. Not and just jackets. Thanksgiving, like all year he's a fake nice guy <laughs> he, he started a charity a couple years ago uh, yeah but that was fake term you're not it's not it. fake a friend of ours works for it and they do good things he's unemployed fake news <laughs> it's fake it's all fake he's a fake nice guy i watched him show up in boston with a truckload of backpacks that they were giving to inner city you know what kids. was in him cole he's wow. a fake nice guy <laughs> yeah dude scrooge j cole j cole was in it it was actually his effort um, so that, yeah, that's interesting to me. I'm sure he'll be fine. Again, he's going to lose some money, but it's like, uh, you, hopefully he won't lose his support base because I think, uh, they need to, they need to pipe up or like, uh, this is something that we not constantly let chance do. get buried because th- this, these, these are real people too. Like that hurts your, in, like your emotions when you have to see that everybody Absolutely. hates you. Like maybe but he does fucking get depressed and not, it's not everybody. And that's the thing that we always get fooled uh, into right. thinking when we open Twitter or whatever. And we yeah. talked about this before, how you know the trending topics of Twitter, they'll say how many people are tweeting about them. And some of them are like some outrage headline. And then you look in the corner and it's like 1.2 thousand people are I've tweeting seen, about it. And on that? Twitter, that should not be trending. But Twitter knows, yeah. push these things, these outrage headlines, and make them trending. That's another thing we got to get better at playing the game, is we got to like, we, we can get... 1.2 we can get 1200 people talking about something but it's not Can't outrage yeah, but let's get them mad at us <laughs> that's what <laughs> let's figure this out i'm playing the game uh, yeah, what are you gonna do what's your uh what's your scandal yeah, but then you go and you open twitter and you're like uh the palmer squares did blackface on their album cover is like a trending <laughs> story and then you're like we just answered your question what are we gonna do <laughs> yep there next it is. album yeah, you I got the cover i think that would out. work that one's hard to defend. Um, that would get them talking. <laughs> no, so you go on, you're like, uh, Twitter says that everyone is shitting on Chance, when really in the corner it says it's like 3,000 people, and that's not everyone. Yeah, But right. you're just, you're just uh, kind of conditioned to open it up and be like, well, I saw 16 tweets that were shitting on him, so everyone's shitting on him. Yeah. yeah. And that's always got to take that into consideration, too, but there was definitely more than 16. Like I could have looked at like fucking over 100, and there was just like... This was a story where uh, I was interested. I was certainly interested. Uh, not only am I a fan, and again, we fucking crossed paths here and there over the, the years in Chicago, uh, 
but it's just like we've had similar we've had we've released shit our fans didn't like maybe not on such a large scale we've lost money we, we we've we've had business relationships uh be severed in the past maybe not as big of a scale as this you know and it's just like we've also recovered like we've also like gotten past a bunch of bullshit as far as like uh behind the scenes stuff and how we were getting our work done uh and shit like that and you think like even our studio computer crapped out a couple months ago that like ruined me for a day i was like oh Fuck. dude we bought a new one. It's it's already fixed. It's just like at the yeah. time being, it's like fuck. Like how the fuck and you're do we smart. start? You probably over? got backups of everything, right? Right. Like we we basically yeah. didn't have a giant uh, loss or a big backpedal, yeah. but it was some lost time. But mostly, it's just about getting your head on straight and not letting everybody fucking like keep stomping you while you're down. And it's just like, all right, here's what I got to do. I got to buy these things. I got to call these people. I got to you know, <laughs> you got to just start like. Uh, recovering and he's chance the rapper dude he's gonna fucking recover uh i'm personally looking forward to his next release because there's no way it could be that much worse than his last one i feel right. like it's <laughs> at least gonna be different for sure right yeah a little more a little more of that classic rappy rap stuff we like yeah dude one thing i was gonna ask you guys is like who which one of you two does more of like the business stuff or do you guys kind of distribute it equally me Term is yeah. uh, non-verbally cueing his head to, to my direction. I was, but it is. <laughs> it's slanted in my favor, and um, yes. you know, Term definitely has his like uh, his half. You know, but I don't know if that is necessarily it goes as far as like mine of uh, making making gift pages and trying TikTok yeah. as, and all that extra shit that I'm really like again like I have my um what do you call them? someone's got a fucking delegated throw the ball. Uh, yeah. jobs. Right, and there's also stuff that Term is just way better at than me. Like, if I'm the moving video guy, or the moving image, you know, video. He's the image. He'll, he'll do album covers, promo images, and fucking graphic mm -hmm. design and website management. Merchandise now is a, is a right. Term responsibility. But, like, that's also... I ship to, all so, y'all packages. That's to balance my half of the video, social media, podcast, Patreon, whatever. Like, we have our split, right? And then there's just all these other things beyond what we already do second nature like it's just what we got to do we got this hat but yeah i feel like that's that's me i'll be i'm always trying to like just think about what the fuck we're not doing and that we should I be trying like, and what we used to do that we should do again and that type yeah. of shit to-do lists there's gotta be a list of really good albums that came from an artist after splitting with their management this happens to like I'm so many artists it. too, you know. This is like a story right. of the Beastie Boys, the story of Mike Tyson, and fucking. I'm sure uh, there's Don a King. shitload of albums that are like this album came out, you know, right after they split with their manager, and it fucking kicks ass. Yeah, right. Uh, Jarv, what do it's, you? It's very rare where the manager is the person that was really the the genius behind that golden music. You know, it's like if they're out of the picture, and then the artist makes another album. It, it's rare that it, <laughs> you're just gonna be like, right. man, I don't know. I think I side with the manager's input, back, you know. I think they'll keep right. going with whatever they bring as an artist to the table and just pivoting, changing, navigating the fucking the 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 field as they have to and and deal with lawsuits and all sorts of shit. Are you managed, Mr. Jarv? Absolutely not. Hell yeah. Unmanageable. Self-managed. That's right, baby. I hate every man <laughs> like answering emails. I'm just like I fucking hate this yeah. shit. You should rob yourself. I should, dude. That's I'm gonna scandal, owe myself yeah. three million dollars. That's so. the way to do it. <laughs> yep. Be your own manager. So when you rip yourself off, you you make out with yourself. That's a good plan, dude. <laughs> I feel like now though, Chance is gonna be like, uh, call the sweet and sour, and my lawyer say it's urgent. I, I, 
hello? Like, he's going to be on the line. He's not waiting an hour right now to uh, <laughs> to call the lawyer back. See, that's yeah. uh, that was a reference to a song on his new album, and it almost went over my head. <laughs> it did go over I'm my head, call but I was like, uh-huh. an hour. <laughs> if you had referenced Coloring Book or Acid Raps... <laughs> We would um, all got it. Jarv, when you put a project done. out, whether it's a song or flow stimulus, what what do you do? Because like, like you just said, no manager. We don't have uh, representation either. So it's like, what do you do? Like, obviously, you put something on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, right? Yeah. But then, like, be, what do you what do you do beyond that? Because when again, all of our money comes from like internet based stuff and like these social media platforms that push our websites where we can make revenue and selling it and all this like. So yeah, what what is your? Do you have anybody that helps you in any way, or do you go online and you hit all the places? What's your what's your workflow for a release? I mean, dude, it's really just me, and pretty much. I mean, this past album is definitely my most like ambitious, uh, like rollout of a project or whatever by far. Because, but it's mainly just videos. Like my main thinking is just like, oh, I'll just make a shitload of videos that like look cool at least to me uh, you know i filmed them with like an old camera and shit i just think the, the they're a little gritty i like the vibe of them so no, I'm like, i like and that'll I'm gonna, be fitting to the project exactly uh, yeah overall. so i'm like i'm gonna make a bunch of these videos and then like just release one every two weeks and that way because i still have like i've released two so far and then i'm putting out another tomorrow well i don't know when this comes out but Tuesday, the fucking what's the so day? it came yeah. out yesterday. Yeah. These come yeah, out. Yeah, it came Wednesday. out yesterday. <laughs> Go watch it. Uh, but it's already out. Yeah, it's out. It's that seems, that seems to be one it's of the, the best things track. you could do. But when you even that, like, so you shoot a video or videos. Uh, do you where do you put them? Is it YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook? Well, so so I go YouTube first, and then I've been kind of shitty about it for the first. Well, the last one that I released, I kind of fucked it up, but. It's fine, but I'm going to do YouTube and then I just po- post like a thumbnail of it or like a short clip to kind of hype it on Instagram and Facebook and shit mm-hmm. without posting the whole video. So I can try to like drive traffic to the YouTube page first, yep. you know, yeah. and then like a week later, I'm going to post the full shit on Have Instagram you ever done stuff. any, um, like put any budget into um, like a, a paid advertisement, boosted posts on Facebook, anything like that? I have I have done that on Facebook in the past, but I haven't done it for this album yet. But not really for any reason other than like I, I forgot. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've been kind of planning to, but I'm just like I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, ours is like we we have a release, right? So then we got the I'll make a little video snippets. We'll we'll post on socials and the YouTube if we have a YouTube one. Um, but then and then there's like a YouTube community tab that I hit, which is more like the the blog thing of like in your feed, but not if, if it's a non-video release, you can still tell your YouTube people. So I hit that. And then I'll, if we have, you know, stories, TikTok, I'll throw it, I'll put them everywhere that we have a, pl- a page. Yeah. Um, and, but a lot of times now, something we never did until I think like acknowledge like a year ago we started uh, was putting, we, we, we put a budget aside, even if it's only a hundred dollars, sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less, but we'll always put a, a little something at like boosting something on Instagram or a YouTube advertisement that'll play before people's videos or something and yeah. we started doing That's a newsletter every time you post a new thing or do you have well, well, a new release like if we have a new like oh. we we just released this comeback song and then we shot a bunch of videos that were like short kind of unrelated promo of us at the beach and then we ran those and put it, that we just shot them to put money behind that was the whole yeah. we're like let's go do you know spend our time uh creating what are you doing you're fucking with my headphones oh, it's good it's good <laughs> um it's not good okay that's no, good <laughs> motherfucker 
<laughs> I was just trying to turn mine oh, down no. a tiny bit. Jesus. All right, they're good. Inmates running the asylum. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, so then, so these are the things I think about, and it's like you, you'd think there'd just be like more than that. So we started doing a newsletter, but not not every release, maybe like twice a year that highlights like, hey, look, here's our album and our last video, and don't forget about the podcast and the Patreon and buy a vinyl. But we send like a, we have so many emails from Bandcamp, you know, like the. That's another thing. If you haven't done that, Bandcamp keeps all the fucking emails of people who purchase. And then we bought a, a thing that you know can email blast, which which I think mm. helps. We're just trying that's shit that we dope. didn't do, and but it's still probably, not yeah, that much. That's a good idea. I should definitely do that. Yeah, it's pretty easy to like you know uh, offload or do like a big dump of fucking thousands of emails and then uh, you know push them out. Take a big dump and push <laughs> them out. <into> that. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. But so that's one thing that we thought we never really did that w- would be good to do that more. So th- it's like we're still figuring it out after over ten years in. You know what I mean? And trying to like, what's weird to me is we also put out an album uh, this year and we sent it. Like we don't have a PR person or like an agent or anything. So it's like we sent it nowhere. We didn't send it to to Hip Hop DX or to Complex yeah. or like we did to any online radio you know it's like if we had people doing that don't you think naturally we'd we'd find more listenership and success where it's like but it's so much time and it's also like yeah. usually not the artist brain to to know where all those places are and how to do all that shit but that's why I was asking right. it's like it's so limited it's not that much you put your videos out and that's one of the best things you can do and other than that it's like what are you going to do email blast right. i guess and then just hope that people find it <laughs> yeah i've been kind of thinking about that like oh man i should like email blogs and shit but i i don't like yeah like you said i don't have the brain to like do all that i would assume also when i like i have the same idea i I just assume that they probably get a thousand kids a day emailing their new release or whatever what's going to set me apart from from the rest of them yeah i'm like i'm gonna spend all this time crafting this like perfect email excuse me mr complex nothing's gonna happen yeah but also which is also a shitty attitude because i'm like just what if it did happen and it was fucking huge well you spend all this time to use your language there you spend all this time crafting a perfect you know you like let's say you craft a fucking terrific album and then isn't that like partially like wasted time if you don't then ship the fucking album to the publications or the blogs or the online radio or whatever it's like i just don't even know what that list is really we used to do a little more of that we used to have like a place in uh, canada that would play us on the radio and we'd make sure to hit them and i don't know it's just like shit changes and then even if it doesn't you just forget sometimes or you like you yeah you you have so many releases here and there you forget to hit every single spot you're supposed to 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 reach people like the people will never all get get the message you know no matter what it is it's so hard to to know that you're promoting a project correctly or like well at all when it's like damn i sent it nowhere all i did was put a video on my instagram shouldn't i be doing more what does that entail even like with what i'm doing right now with these videos like i feel like i don't even have fucking time to send these emails you know what i mean like i would love to like yeah send this video link to all these different blogs and stuff but I'm thinking, I'm like, dude, I'm spent. I have to get editing on the next video yeah. immediately. Like, I, I'm putting out one every two weeks, and I'm like, but that's some also aren't even like started at all. So I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, I don't even have time for all this shit. That's why people end up, you know, having management and help because you kind of need right. it. It's too. It's impossible to do all the things that you want to do to to execute like that. Like, and then I'm like, how help. the fuck do I get management? I'm like, who do I trust? Exactly. Like, 
I've been thinking, it's crazy. You know, not like I, I'm not looking management wise, but I was thinking maybe we need like an intern or like a a fan. We know so many of our fans. You know, you just you know them from meeting them at shows and then Instagram interaction, and all sorts of shit. Where it's like. There's a lot of them that just do it already. They're just, they go make posts and you see them pushing our stuff and tagging us and all that yep. stuff where it's like maybe there'll be somebody down the road where we could legitimately work together on yeah. you tackle more of the GIFs and memes and socials and maybe drafting emails for us. And we'll, we'll, we'll hook you up with, with what we can when we can, you know? But like we, it's hard to do that shit yourself. Yet. Well, and it's also hard to like vet these people right. and know that they're not like some psycho. Like, yeah, you I'm know? not going to let you log into my Instagram, you know? <laughs> it's, it's a, you know what? Never mind. Speaking of do yeah. that shit yourself, I have to go yeah. do a shit myself real quick. Okay. Well, we've been uh, talking <laughs> enough. Let's let, we'll jump into a fan question. Uh, we'll start there. All right. Wait. Hold on. I stood up and that kind of like settled it. <laughs> so I might not have to go absorb it back in. I your had body some stirrings. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna cue some voicemails and we'll wrap this up while Term figures out whether or not he's gonna shit his pants. This is for anyone who's ever called and left a message. All you motherfuckers are going to pay. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. <laughs> We're going to fuck yeah. your mothers while you watch and cry like little whiny bitches. Once we get to Hollywood and find those Miramax bucks, God damn it, I messed this up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are really my favorite. <laughs> oh, A for effort uh, to you, caller. I appreciate what you were going for there. It would have been great if you could see it through all the way to the end. Um, but those really are the best calls that they 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 they're premeditated. You know, they 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 get eighty percent of the way, and then it's motherfucking. I shouldn't have done this. Click. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you. Caller. Yeah, this wasn't as cool as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> you are the ones who are the ball lickers. Um, let's do another voicemail while we wait for term to shit hey guys you remember uh remember when we snorted some ketamine in the middle east in boston uh, i feel like i should have waited for term for that one because that I, <laughs> I don't think that was me <laughs> come on hey asshole Bro, shit and middle, get out middle east in boston i played there a, a gang of times oh for real i yeah, think that's, that's like spot. the only place uh, we've played in boston and right. Yeah, that's the spot for sure. I mean, it was, it was well. A there's fun there's spot. Sonia now, which is like connected. It's like owned by the same right. people, but it's a different. They always hook up club. the uh, the Mediterranean meal. You get a little oh, fucking yeah. shawarma pita wrap or something. <laughs> I always get like a fucking BLT or something because <laughs> I'm just boring. But <laughs> one time I was actually there on tour with uh, some with uh, my friend Mr. Burns, this dude Dylan, and this other guy I nine, and oh I nine oh I nine that's and, our Australian. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it does sound oh, pretty I Australian, know. huh? Um, no, but we're fucking ordering dinner, and this the waiter guy, I don't even remember. One of my friends was like fucking with me, like shitting on me to the waiter, because we were always just like you know picking on each other. And he's like, "Oh, I fucking like this dude. He's a ball buster." And then the waiter starts shitting on me relentlessly too. I'm just like, "Dude, fuck <laughs> off. Make go get my BLT." Uh, yeah, it the first really, time we went to, to Boston, there. we've said it a thousand times, but the fucking kid like meets us, he's in line at the merch table, he sees Term, he just goes, Terminal Cocksucker! <laughs> it's like, how do you not love anybody from there? <laughs> oh, Terminal right. Cocksucker. So that was a power Dude. shit. Term is back. Terminal Cocksucker rejoins the show. Woo! Um, so it was like a welcoming. The second I open the door, I get a Terminal Cocksucker! <laughs> uh, here we go. Let's run it back. 
Hey guys, you remember uh, remember when we snorted some ketamine in the Middle East in Boston? Was that you? No. I've never done ketamine unless I did do quote unquote coke with you, sir, and you and you K hold me. <laughs> uh, also, what the fuck? Why don't you play boom dip? Uh, I also heard a rumor that you guys fucking shit glass. All right. Term. There was some blood in my <laughs> stool a moment ago. Had to give a few extra wipes. How did I? If you were like, uh, you got to do that shit yourself, and then I was like, speaking of do that shit yourself, I gotta do a shit myself. <laughs> Instead of saying I'm about to shit myself, you you stink. The dumbest guy ever. You suck. <laughs> you blow it. You, you, you. All right, let's do another voicemail. Oh, by the way, we brushed right past your bit, so I don't know if we're gonna. No, we are gonna, because I've been more excited about this week's than I have maybe any week ever. Jarv, we gotta. Sorry, we gotta. We gotta halt the show for. Yeah, for fuck terms, these album questions, recommendation. bro. These questions suck compared to what's. I mean, they suck in general, but compared to what's about to go down. So we didn't you do ketamine know with this guy. They suck. I don't know. I snorted uh, crystal meth in Nebraska. Whoa. I don't yeah. remember snorting ketamine in Boston. Yeah, but then again, would you remember that even if you did? I feel like I would. <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever done ketamine, and when it's yeah, described to me, it doesn't really sound like something I want to do. So I feel like if I had done it, I would remember, you know? All right, so, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. It's my job. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. No, that was Colorado. Yeah, I don't know what this guy's talking about. Fuck you telling about? This guy's a fucking lying-ass guy. Fucking liar. You're being Maybe unfair. he was just on ketamine and, and fabricated the whole story. <laughs> Highly recommended. This week's highly recommended album comes from none other than Johnny Guitar Watson. A bad mother for ya. A real mother for ya. I'm sorry. Wow. A real, a real. Um, when I saw that Zappa documentary last week. They talked about some of his uh, his blues guitar influences, and one of them was Johnny Guitar Watson, whose discography I have frequented over this past week. The man is a real genius. Let me tell you. He went from like uh, in the '60s to like a. Uh, like a fucking like Chuck Berry kind of rock, you know, with the fucking slicked hair type of type of music. Mm-hmm. And then in the seventies transitioned to like Jerry Curl Funk. Seventy seven puts out a real mother for ya. And this is this is one of the top albums that I've recommended so far. Ow! He does a lot of uh like um What's his name? The white guy. Peter Frampton. That's him. The talking through the guitar shit. Bye. Yeah, I've like I don't I've never played guitar, so I don't even get that. But I've always I've always like been impressed by the people that are doing the singing into the tube and playing. 
Whatever this is called. Isn't there a name for this? I know there's a name for it. I don't know. Is it a vocoder? A vocoder? I think you're right. It's the thing that looks like uh, when they slurp the spit out of your mouth <laughs> at the dentist. Yeah. Yeah. You have one of those in your in your corner of your mouth all the time. It just seems like, you know, your, your, your extremities playing the notes and your voice or lyric have to be even more in sync because they're like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the notes just take care of that as you play, but it just... Seems like a big multitask, you know? Yeah. I mean, you can sing and play guitar, but can you vocode? There's a song called <laughs> uh, Tarzan that is really spectacular. Uh, he, does, he does this cool little guitar thing in it where he goes... He's going to do it right here. Do that. I think Term has played this like 40 times in the last three days. He just did it, bro. When I've been with him. <laughs> you, you played it on the way home... From the fights the other night, and then you played it when we were packing hoodies yesterday. I played it twice when we were packing hoodies. You did play it twice. I heard this song more than once. And then you were like, we're going to play this again tomorrow. (laughs) Dude, that's always nice when you find a new song and it's like, you just can't get enough. It's it's the whole album, dude. I've been playing this whole album all the way through for the past week. You know, maybe I'm going to start taking some of these because sometimes when when I'll drive, which is still sort of a new thing for me, having a car for like a month and a half. I need, I need some new music to listen to. Uh, this seems like a good start. Dude, last, last week's podcast where Tom, or where Tom, Tom where my friend Tom, Tom he K. mentioned the, the Oscar Peterson story. That shit made me laugh so fucking hard. Dude, yeah. For real. whatever reason, it's a pretty stupid story. I thought, but at the same time, it was <laughs> like fucking hilarious. It's a, it's it's a stupid, s- stupid story told by a stupid guy about when he was being stupid. That's right. Um, I love that type of shit. No, but I love Oscar Oscar Peterson too. Oh my and goodness. I've been listening to lately. Uh, Him to freedom, right? That's the yes. Yeah, that's my shit, dude. We, we discussed a Love little that. Oscar Peterson, you and me, in the DMs a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and you hit me yes, with the indeed. Hymn to Freedom. I believe, oh, it's on okay. the, uh, I believe it's on the Night Train album. Mm. Uh, yeah, Oscar Peterson is my shit. Yeah. Uh, last week, Spotify did that little, here's what you listen to thing, and number one artist, Oscar Peterson. What's going on? Um I, I just want to also mention this song. I want to. I want to thank you. Yeah, this was the one that you played incessantly. Uh, this is the one that I sang incessantly, <laughs> and I will continue <laughs> to do so. I appreciate it though, because to me, it's, just, it's making up for lost time of him not thanking me enough. He's just walking around my house <laughs> going, "I want to thank you," and I'd be like, "You're, You're pretending welcome. it's about you." You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. I like this song. About no one else. He he kind of like uh. His singing on his early stuff kind of reminds me of a Van Morrison, and his singing in the the later funk music stuff has kind of a Bill Withersy vibe to it. I can uh, hear that. Is my desire. Johnny Guitar Watson. I you know I, I I can't stress enough how awesome this album is. Uh, if you're gonna listen to two albums this <laughs> week, it would be Flow Stimulus. You should have already album. listened to Flow Stimulus because we told you yeah. to do that last week. Um, mm-hmm. And if oh, you speaking didn't, of that, last week when I was listening to the fucking podcast last week, I heard your guys shout out, and I'm like, 
packaging vinyl records and my girlfriend's sitting on the couch like working on her homework or whatever she's in middle school <laughs> <laughs> dry butt not eaten <laughs> yeah but uh <laughs> but you guys are like oh and jarf put out a new album and she was like oh my god and she i always listen to come town do you know come town yeah i know come town but Nick i don't, I don't i'm yeah. not an avid listener yeah i'm a big Same. fan of come town and she was like, wow, that's crazy. They mentioned you on Cometown. I'm like, I'm not listening to Cometown. This doesn't even sound like Cometown. But I thought it was funny. You had to, whatever, had to be there. My it, it's got to be, yeah, it's got to be uh, <laughs> gratifying where they don't know that you're listening to like uh, your pal's show. It's like, oh, they said your name, babe. Well, either way, it's still fucking awesome. But next step, next goal, Cometown. Yeah, next stop, I need to be mentioned Cometown. on Cometown. God, I just did a term. Next step. It's next stop, come town like a bus. Fucking idiot. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> next goal, next goal, next ambition in my career. Who was it cooler to hear talking about you, the Palmer Squares or Andrew Cheeto Santino? Or, or, or Michael Rappaport. <laughs> um, well, it's two totally insanely different things. Totally you know I mean? insanely. It's like you, you guys are totally insanely. Because it's like you guys are musicians that I've... Like, I've been a fan of you guys since fucking high school, like high school? long before I knew you, you know. Cheery. And uh, not to gas you up or anything, but so, but then a comedian, like I make music, you know what I mean. So once you become friends with like musicians, even if you look up to them, it's like you're sort of become sort of like peers, like in a colleagues, way. yeah, yeah, right. like colleagues. Where I know what you do, it's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you ain't shit, dude. No, not at all. But. Whereas if it's a comedian, it's like a, totally a removed world, you know? Absolutely. It's just something I'm a fan of that I don't think I could physically do. So for the Absolutely. folks that don't know, you did a, a contest for the, what, Whiskey Ginger podcast where they had you re remix a song or make a song about the show? Yeah, it wasn't even like a contest. It was on. He was doing a podcast and he just said, oh, we're going to put out the instrumental to the theme, like the theme song. And if any MCs want to like spit a hot 16 over it, we might talk about it on the show. That was pretty much the extent of it. So I was and like, all right, did. well, fuck it. Yeah. And then you were on the show, right? How did that, was that the, the next stop? <laughs> oh, yeah. So after, because of that, like soon after I saw he was doing the Just for Laughs Fest in Montreal, Canada. I'd say Canada, like there's a different Montreal. <laughs> yeah. <but> <laughs> Montreal, Wyoming? Quebec, yeah. actually. It's in Quebec. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I live like three and a half hours away from there in the beautiful state of Vermont and oh. I hit him up and I was like dude oh, wee wee. I was like if you want me to like introduce you by doing the rap like I would be more than like I would love to fucking go up I'll drive up and just like right. do and the then, shit you know, he's like oh that sounds dope while so, I'm there I'll kick it with Black Thought and Bobby Lee right know? yeah yeah so it was like three days before and he's like oh yeah my guests are gonna be Bobby Lee and Black Thought and I'm like wait like I mean Bobby Lee that's fucking awesome but yeah. I was like fucking black thought i was like a little right. intimidated i'm like shit no dude. shit though but he was like super nice to me like he i don't know he he gave me a lot of props and it was like i was just like this is fucking insane that's it, I, that, I, for, I honestly forgot that element of it i remembered seeing your little uh saga there i totally forgot it ended with fucking bobby lee and black thought that's awesome not me yeah black thought is that. where like you know he's always in that like top five list for me like top one right. time top yeah, one sure. pretty much the one he is sure. the one neo it's not a list. Yeah, he's um, the guy. Yeah, yeah that's dude. Awesome. He even he sent Black Thought after the after the thing was done, like a week later or whatever. He said he like would do a song I, or, with or, you or, if you didn't smoke weed for four weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> no, but he just he he sent me a DM like 
the first message what? Like, and just like bigging me up and i was like dude what the fuck he initiated the convo yeah he was thinking well, and of then you. i responded and then he didn't say anything else but uh, it was still i was very uh did no, that, it's crazy. Was well, there, what were the myself. nerves like? Like when you did you have to? Were you right next to him, spitting? Like on was on there like a, a green room where no. you were hanging out with him? Yeah, there was a green room, and I mean, if if somebody hasn't seen me rap, I, like I felt like I kind of like th- he walked in with his like crew, right? And I kind of like was like, hey, I'm a big fan, blah blah blah. Like did, but I didn't say much just because I feel like you don't know who I am, and it's like, what am I gonna talk about? My, like, you know, Absolutely. it's kind of awkward. Absolutely. So we they were a- still in the green room, green room, and then the event coordinator or whatever is like, all right, so I have a wireless mic like backstage. And they're mm-hmm. like, right when you hear the theme music, you just run out and like do it, and then you introduce the the host and the guests. Yeah. And <laughs> Fuck yeah. It was definitely intimidating, though, like running out and then like rapping to a room full of people sitting in chairs, and it's just like Absolutely. lit. The whole room's totally lit. It's just like mad awkward, but I was like, whatever, lit, fuck like, it. This not, is still cool. Yeah, not the yeah, good not, lit. Like yeah, lights not are the, on. The way the, the TikTokers say. We've it. played a a couple comedy clubs, not like comedy events. We did do a Skank Fest in New York. Mm, yeah, but that's, that's also so like because you know we we went to go do a performance amongst comedians uh, last year also. But it's like if we went there and then like like Outcast was there. <laughs> Too, right, you right. know, it's like the, the being removed from the comedian thing. Plus, also putting like, uh, you know, in in a level person, a colleague, if you will, like in your. It's like, oh shit, dude, another rapper that I've been listening to my entire life. Mm-hmm. You know, right. like that's that's just such a different level of pressure. But uh, and, yeah, and the thing I was saying with uh, the like, we actually played comedy clubs that we were, were just like, you know, because we're losers and it's all we could book in yep. whatever city we were in. We're a joke, and <laughs> and uh, and. Seats in whatever room you're playing is like my biggest pet peeve. Uh, If if it's up to me and it's early enough, uh, we'll like round up all the chairs and ask if we can stash them like somewhere in the back. And comedy clubs, yeah, it's it's just a whole room of seats. Uh, It's like the last thing I don't know as a rapper, the last thing you want is like your audience to all be sitting down. Yeah, it's, well, it's that, dude. When I was touring with RA, we did a big theater with all seating, and I'm like, this is right. gonna be terrible. Like, Any concert, really. Yeah, it sounds cliche, but it's part of what we used to do. Uh, that whole energy, like people, a lot of rappers will like work it into the monologue. Be like, y'all give me energy, I give it right back. So y'all need to turn up. You hear that type of shit all the time. Yeah. Interludes of songs, but like you just know from playing to shows, and it's different when there's eight people there that are just sitting at the bar not watching versus like you know eighty or more that are ju- that are singing along or up sta- uh, uh, front stage. Front row, that type of shit. It's just like that does make you want to do better. That does make yeah, a, you sure. a better performer when they're like, act, you know, playing their role of fan much better. Although sometimes uh, you can get like pissed off if if you're playing like a terrible let's show with no hardly anyone there and they don't give a fuck. You can just kind of get like ah and just like yeah, like fuck it. I'm gonna go extra hard. Right I've now, gone because uh, it's kind of yeah. funny in a way. There's there's uh more shows than I can count where I've gone because we play more shows than I can count where there's only like five people and they're all sitting in the back by the bar. Uh, And, and like, I'll give like 150% at a show like that. Yeah. Not every time, but sometimes it just strikes a certain nerve where it's like, you know, I'm doing handstands mid verse or like just (laughs) shit that I, I wouldn't do in front of 300 people. Uh, because I'm kind of like in a in like a oh yeah you're not gonna you're gonna ignore me I'm gonna give you something you can't ignore type of shit yeah, yeah. exactly dude 
I mean, you saw when we uh, when we played in Vermont for the first time. You came at the end of the show, and what wh- wasn't it more like the eight people at the bar vibe? Uh, three years ago, yeah. like I remember. Yeah, it's sure. funny because like you said, you've been listening to us for a while. But um, I was aware of you at that time too. I had seen your, you know, one take raps, and you know, you kind of, I think, just sitting there spitting, uh, and like, yeah, uh, some someone else came up to me at that show and told me that that's uh, that's Nate, you know, Nate Jarvis Jarv, and I was like, it all like the the words started clicking, and I was like, oh, like Jar- Jarv the rapper, you know, uh, I I didn't know where you were from or anything like that, but it was just, uh, yeah, that was like the beginning of, uh, I was like, oh, that's nice of him to come out to the show. Like, hey, yeah, I, I would have been there too. to see the whole thing, but I was like in the midst of my own little, yeah, my own shitty little tour, and uh, we just got into town, and I was like, dude, we gotta fucking get over there. But it was like your last like two songs yeah. or something, I think. I feel like we, we were probably warmed up by then. It was probably the best two. But songs But it's definitely <laughs> that's like a Vermont that happens. I mean, I think that happens anywhere, but where you just have yeah. like those shows that are just like you would have hey. never like i would have never guessed it's like hey, don't you think you're gonna have a sellout crowd in vermont for your first time there <laughs> right. i'd be like probably not right you know but um you know we played there twice and there were more people the second time and uh, yeah that's why it helps uh, thanks to you being on the bill the second time 100%. yeah well no i mean people i think second i think the first fun. time you guys were there it wasn't like promoted super well no well in the sense that there wasn't a local opener was there I don't think so. I, I really don't remember. Yeah, that's like definitely crucial, but yeah, I don't remember much about that first time. All but I still, remember, like, I feel like even a lot of my friends didn't really know about it, and I think a lot of them would have. What I remember the most if, had they about the first you know. time is eating pr- fried pickles next door that were called Frickles. Fuck Ooh, yeah, Frickles. Don nice. Frickles. Um, <laughs> we got another voicemail. Fuck. Damn it. Okay. Uh, yeah, we got another voicemail. So, um, yeah, let's play one more of these. Great. Actually, I have a couple more, and then we'll we'll wrap it up. Hey, Palmer Squares, love you guys. I just wanted to say there's love from out here in uh, North Virginia. I've been fucking with y'all since uh, Broken Language and Wax and all that shit. Or Broken Wax, I mean. All that crazy It's shit. all right. You were right. We have Broken Wax, we have Broken Language, and we've worked with Wax. I know it's confusing, but this guy's a fan of all of it. This fire. And I just wanted to say to Term, <coughs> I live for your fucking coffee videos every morning. You're the best. Woo! Stay black. This guy lives. Stay black. I provide life. You're giving him life, bro. I got to say, I can't click away fast enough. Right. I got to say. They give me the opposite. I don't even know why. I, that's the only reason I do it at this point is because people say things like that to me. And now I'm just like, uh, I feel like forced every morning. Before I can relax, I have to play fucking cinematographer while I'm wiping the boogers out of my eyes. <laughs> yeah, because if you don't do it, that guy's gonna die. Right. <laughs> uh, sometimes I like I've I've just done the pour before, and then I get messages of like, "Where's the sip?" You know, I can't take a sip like, off. Uh, I've I've very much stopped doing like the whole process, and now I just do the pour. Yeah. yeah. Good. I, Maybe one day you'll stop doing it all together. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel, like I said, I feel forced. And then I, and then now I'm like, I've done it. I've done all the angles. I'm just, like, doing the same thing. I could just keep the same, like, five stocked in my yeah, photo just thing. Every yep. Monday you have your Monday version. And yep. s- yeah, I'd, it would be forever until somebody caught on and was like, hey, you're just looping them. Yeah. I, I've told Term, too, this is, like, me being the middleman of the people I talk to, where I was like, every time you do a coffee video, you should also put it on TikTok because I guess, like, morning coffee 
hashtag. There's like people actually follow that shit. And the most viewed video we ever got on our TikTok was him uploading a it coffee was. thing like totally. a year ago. But it's like, so do more. Like, I'm, you're better at it than me. I'm not gonna keep fucking. I hate. You can put I'm not gonna upload shit. It. But you're or, my point was you were already making them. It's just a matter of hitting post twice in two different spots. So it's like, yeah. you go put it there if you're gonna put it anywhere. Got also, you know. But I mean, it's a point that you're listening to. You're too late. I'm not actually. I don't care anymore. Like, don't you know? Who gives a <laughs> shit? Don't do that. That was my that was my nine months ago ambition. Uh, here's another question. Seems pretty straightforward. Yo. You gotta pick a taco, carnitas or al pastor. What's that guy doing right now? <laughs> Dragging such, such like Lagging. suspenseful delivery for such a Linger. simple question. <laughs> and when I read that how it's got it like transcribed on the screen, I read it as you got a pink taco because I saw that idiot. too. Yeah, saw it as well. <laughs> what you say? Uh, you know. Uh, but so sometimes fans uh, think they could just call this line and say booger or something, and we're all gonna be like, <laughs> dude, uh, dude, get them all. Honestly, I don't even save them, but I should have called because there's a lot of messages you'll never hear because they're not good for the show. So I was wrong. I should have put them all together and done an episode where it's only the bad ones. But, I was I was uh, looking at this like, oh great, it's gonna be some guy who says who thinks pink taco is gonna make us laugh, and it won't. And I'm be like, what are we doing? <laughs> but now it's a legitimate question, and now I'm just gonna say el pastor. You know what, what is, is that? They're they're both pork, Pest, right? No, carnitas uh, is it's pulled pork, isn't it? I, I believe it's like Which a, one's a steak? shredded pork, and al pastor is also a, a pork. I think carnitas is steak. No, that's asada. That's carne oh, asada. Fuck. Um, I don't know these. Things. I go al pastor, no matter right. Like I also ordered one of those more recently. Like I got a pastor taco. If I get a taco, it's pastor. Carnitas literally meaning what does it say there? Like how do you get over there? Uh, little meats is a dish of Mexican cuisine that originated in the state of Michoacan. It's uh, pork. Yeah, and braising or simmering pork in oil or preferably lard until tendered. But it, yeah, it's very shredded and. Uh, what what is it braised and simmered there? So mm, looks they're delicious. both the shit is basically the answer here. They're both the pigs. I like chicken the tacos. That's my that's what I eat. Chicken, chicken man. Uh, El Polo. What is the difference between carnitas and al pastor? Carnitas and al pastor both use pork, but the cooking preparation and flavors are quite different. Mm. Carnitas are usually braised. I'm gonna read it like that guy in liquid or fat <laughs> or fat. Al Pastor is marinated, then grilled. Yeah, a little tangy. And utilizes yeah. pineapple. They're both so good. What are you gonna make me pick? To provide a tangy flavor. Um, I kind of forgot carnitas was an option there. Um, you know what I mean, I just go like I get a I get an asada. Pastor. I get an El Pastor. I'm a pastor. And, 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 and I, I like to mix it up. I get three tacos. I do like a chicken, a pork, and a steak. Oh, so, uh, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> You know, variety, spice of life. Right. Uh, no, that's true. If I'm getting multiple, I'll switch it up. But if I'm getting a single taco, it's pastor. And if I'm getting multiple, one of them is pastor. It, there must be pastor in the equation. Yeah. I'm such a fat fuck. I usually will order a whole uh, dinner, like an enchilada's dinner with steak, and it has like the rice and beans. And then uh, extra, I'll get a pastor taco because that a whole dinner is not enough for my fat body. Uh-huh. <laughs> Chubby fat ass. <laughs> I need an extra taco. So that's usually my order. Do you guys have like good Mexican food in Chicago? Oh, there is, yes. Great Mexican food in Chicago. What's it like out in uh, VT? S- I don't think it exists. Sucks. Really? 
At least not where I live, dude. I'm, What's the closest I'm thing? In, like Chipotle? To Mexican food? We don't even... I There's not a Chipotle anywhere near me. What is like a Vermont's dish? Is it like kale? No, it's like Quail? cheese. Cheese? That's Wisconsin's thing. Vermont's all about cheddar cheese. You know Cabot? Vermont's Cabot's from Vermont. That's like a big... Okay. And like microbrew shit. That's like right. all Vermont uh, stuff. Right. Or Frickles. maple syrup. Maple syrup's the main thing, obviously. Right. I read a, I read yeah. a, a book uh, about the 50 states, and they talked about that being your shit. <laughs> My shit. And also, it's wasn't good. it Vermont? Uh, uh, what, what's your capital? Things. Montpelier? I read a book about the yep. 50 states, and they talked about that being your shit. It came up again. Uh, it's the only, <laughs> it's the only uh, state capital in America that doesn't have a McDonald's. You guys don't yep. even have McDonald's out there. Yeah, it's the, crazy. The yeah, sticks. we used to have a McDonald's in my town, and it went out of business. Somehow. Wait, you just said you used to have... I have, like, three yeah. like I could walk to. <laughs> yeah, we nice used day. to have a McDonald's, and now we don't. Damn. Which is... I've never heard of a McDonald's going out of business. It's like... Seems yeah, that doesn't like happen. Would, you know, people Only buy in Vermont. often. We grew yeah. up pretty close to uh, the original McDonald's. Now, it's sometimes disputed... Yeah, I, I watched uh, the, uh, the the founder movie. Sometimes it's disputed. They say it's the second one. Yeah, right. Uh, anyway, like our whole lives, it was there was a McDonald's across the street, and the original quote original one. And displays uh, or something. Yes, was across the street, and it was like a museum. You can go in there and see what McDonald's used to look like. Uh, and now they've just completely destroyed. We have it. McDonald's museums. You can't even get a no, burger. No, they destroyed it because <laughs> oh. nobody cares. <laughs> Uh, Very you know, sad. I guess thankfully, uh, that Super Size Me documentary came out and it just kind of like now the public consciousness is like, we still, uh, consume McDonald's. I'll get a mixed salad. They're still like the most, uh, successful fast food chain by far. Uh, but we all like still tell it's, it's, this, it's like the, the paradox. We are a par- paradoxical generation. Do you uh, guys eat that shit or are you like healthy guys? I don't. I eat McDonald's very rarely. Yeah, it's a rare. It's so rarely. Uh, I gotta say this. I got a car um, recently, like two months ago, and I, I haven't had a car in ten years. Before that, so fast food was not a thing. Like I, I, I didn't do drive-throughs. I had like no resources to really do that. I would just go to the grocery store and make food at home, primarily. So uh, yeah. it was more of a tour thing, road thing. I'd get all excited to stop and get a fucking Big Mac or something. Yes, on the road. Yeah. Yeah, you um, got it. But there's like been shit. a few times I definitely hit the Taco Bell and the McDonald's uh, at least twice a piece in the last two months, which is like an uptick yeah. of not ever eating it. You know what I mean? So now I know it's an option. So sometimes when I'm out, I do think like, do I want to grab something? It's like, uh, I haven't done this in 10 fucking years. Like, So occasionally it this. does guilty pleasure. Uh, yeah, I, def- I have an order ready to go at a Wendy's or a McDonald's. I know what I want. Right. Um, so but no, not, not weekly. or It's a lot on of time the Chopped and Screwed song. <laughs> Junior That's Bacon right, Chee, my friend. That's right. It's I don't like know a anyone. BLT, but it's got the fucking beef. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, love BLTs. That's my real. That's my favorite. A BLT is food, the shit, uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Love, love a BLT with a fried egg. My not eating fast food is a like still a pretty recent thing, though. Yeah. Oh, I was raised on like, uh, n- like not the worst food. I've I've thought about this recently about like like my girlfriend's a really good cook, and she clearly like had a you know culinary. 
yeah. knowledge in, Mine her, in too. her family, and, she and then she like fucking learned. hates fast food, so that's part of it. And I kind of, but like now, I think like when I when my mom would make me a meal and stuff like that, how it was very like. It wasn't all like from scratch and stuff, and like my mom's amazing. Like she took great care of me, but it was all you think back and like, yeah, we were also like lower fucking middle class, and there was a lot of like there was a, like a, a weekly fast food night or a, a lot of stuff out of the box, just you know rice aroni type shit instead of yeah, like getting sure. all making spices and gravies and stuff like that. So that's yeah. all. Yeah, again, it's a very new thing uh, in like the last five years of my life. Even being at all conscious of like how diet affects your body like at all i didn't think about this until i was at least 25 where i was like wait i drink beer like every night and i'm getting fat like why why like why right. what do i do to stop this now and like you had to start thinking right oh you put the garbage in oh yeah, I, just, I just had a lot of good years there in the beginning where i was like Woo, who gives a shit and now right. i definitely feel like a fucking animal if i if i have fast food and beers and all that just uh yeah diet uh is more of a thing now there it has to be you know it sucks but it has to be Last night yeah. though, I ordered out. I got a fucking chili cheese dog, so that that should that should tell you how uh, true to my guns I'm sticking here. Fuck yeah, yeah. I don't know shit about food, dude. I just make ramen noodles all the time. <laughs> I, I stay pretty I need to consistent. Figure it out. One of these days, I will. I feel like I always I just it. like boil an egg and make a bagel or have some fruit with 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 a boiled egg or something like a very like I found my I do that like every day almost. I like or I'll skip that and jump straight to like a like lunch. I like cooking things. Um. <laughs> I would, dude. If I if I lived in my own place and like had a kitchen where I didn't feel like, you know, I live at my fucking mom's house. My parents that, are always like that's the best. Around. I'm just you like, got yeah. fucking unlimited Cherry supplies. Sheet. You know, well that is true. That's totally true. But sooner or later, when you got to pay for the ingredients, it's way harder. Yeah. Uh, no, I just I love it though. It's like meditative. You know? Yeah, I'm like I'm hit or miss. A lot of times, I'm such an impatient person. Cooking to me falls into that where it's like, oh god damn it, I, I, I would just rather nuke something, you know, fucking put it in the yeah. microwave for three minutes. And, and then there's other times where I like I can see ahead in my day and my schedule of like I don't really have anything to do. In fact, like here's what I want to eat, and I'm gonna make like I'll spend two hours fucking making it because that's yeah I, I have like, nothing but time. I like, but I'm not always in yeah. that mood. A lot of times I just really want to eat and move on to whatever else I was doing. I like uh, like following directions, you know, or like hmm. s- like a puzzle and like recipes is like that. Yeah, uh, and you get to eat something good if you did it right. It is like it could be a very something easy way to have get some, a prize. Some self eat. Maybe Kilo the architect should try like some home cooking because you feel very validated and like more self-esteem where it's like it's like a daily thing where it's like damn i kind of killed that and like mm-hmm. now i'm like all you know i have sustenance <laughs> you Mercules can can add that to a stipulation <laughs> he's like, you've got to make one home cooked meal every day <laughs> you gotta look like me too four tablespoons of butter <laughs> crack two eggs we're making a cake uh, <laughs> uh here's one last question we, we really took that pastor question and ran with the snacks <laughs> yo what's good palmas squares it's, uh your boy sam out here in fort lauderdale florida Hey, I got a question. How did you guys connect with the producer, Dro, man? That guy makes some fucking sick-ass beats, bro. Uh, I've been following him since, uh, you know, around maybe like 2011, 2012. I know that he's produced some beats for you. Um, also, the artist Anomaly. Um, he's also done uh, Selly, uh, Desert Eagle. All these beats go hard, man. I want to know how these this person, how you guys out of Chicago connected with someone out in Canada. So... Love to hear that, man. Keep doing what you guys do. Love the music. All right? 
Yeah, this is actually kind of speaks to something Jarv mentioned <laughs> earlier in the show about like connecting with someone out of Houston. You and Pajama Sam. Um, yeah, and like, and just kind of being internet friends or whatever, and like you yeah. could talk more. But that's how it started with us and Dro. It sounds like exactly the same thing, and it's it's weird because it was so early on where you'd think I don't even know how anybody would know about the Palmer Squares in like two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine. You know, this is like years before Spooky Language EP came out. We had a couple of videos on YouTube, and some people had taken notice, and uh, so there were some people that would like see us and send us beats and we were just trying to think like of exactly what the um transaction uh silk purse the uh the palmer squares make silk purse out of a sow's ear the original rape room rap yes that that was the first time i think we publicly put something out on a draw beat but what was like i don't say i don't remember like um the specific like point of contact where it's like hey you make cool beats can I have one, please? We, were fa- we became mm-hmm. Facebook friends, uh, and he sent me shit. To write, but he, he was like a fan of the 2009 Palmer Squares, or whatever, whatever we were doing then. Like He saw uh, us and was making beats and was like, I was, like your shit. Check out my beats. And eventually... First that, now this. Yeah. We just went Classics. on to, to work together for like you know all of our... You know, a whole, a whole decade or more. But it, it, yeah, it was kind of, we didn't initiate that. I think it was honestly, if I'm being honest, I remember for a, a period of time of like a few weeks, maybe a couple months, I I, thought, I found Dro very annoying on on my Facebook wow. in 2009. I, I remember he was, he was very persistent with the like the beef with the the beats is real the beats and like Dro's the homie. He became the but it was like You're an you, asshole, bro. Think about now if somebody sent you fucking like in, uh, just never every day here beats 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 beats. And we weren't even recording like that back then. It was like, right. dude, I'm not gonna. I don't know what to do with all these. So I was getting a little overwhelmed. And then he just started like sending the right shit like. They got better, and like everybody, like all of us, like he got better at beat making over time. And I think even even like a month or two months later, after I was like, all right, this guy in the inbox, it's like, all right, I'll I'll chat with you, but I don't even know you. You live in another country, and then eventually we're homies, and he's sending shit that's like the best fucking quality beats anybody's sending us, and we make a whole EP together and yeah. all sorts of. We just went on to build this, but at the, yeah, I remember there was a moment where I was like, well, this guy's just incessant. He's nonstop with the like, yo, chuck out my beat. And but I always would is the thing. It's like I could have yeah. also not done it. Well, that's nice that you always listen to them. Yeah, and I, I guess at the beginning there was probably I mean, some I wasn't a nice. huge fan of, and then they became uh, shit I was uh, a big fan of. So um, yeah, I think over the years we both probably pushed each other in uh, you know in in certain ways working together because we've made a lot of shit together. Yeah, it's just uh, does he have like a big following now? I mean, I think Rose worked with a lot of artists beyond like the yeah. stuff that uh, this caller even mentions and stuff. And nice. he made kind of a, he was more known in Toronto, I know, and worked with a lot of local to him artists. And Toronto actually has like, you know, there's a hip hop scene out there. And uh, I do believe Dro's name gets thrown around in he it. Wor- yeah, he works with a bunch of dudes out there uh, and has a crew out in Toronto. But there's not much of a story though. It's like, it's 2020. This is how it's people not, work. Yeah, it's like... Yeah. Uh, I don't know, and I was stoned for most of it, so I don't have the best memory of it, yeah. but it was just fucking kids on YouTube and Facebook mainly yeah. who were you know, but also, just starting out and, and showing each other their materials, to balance and then over that. time we like <laughs> chat all night on a Facebook chat and then make a few songs out of his beats, and now we're homies. To balance out my right. questionable thing about him being annoying also, like I, there was, he was the go-to guy for so many years. I remember there was like at any point in time, it, he was such a Facebook message friend. It's like he was always headed on or he would get an alert if I, I messaged him. And there were so many times working together in the studio 
uh, or like not together, you know, but we're in the studio working on a drill beat and something comes up and we need him like something that we'd like, we wish you were there. Like you, you can change this mm-hmm. or we want you to do this instead. Or can you send the stem? Damn you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, can you send the stems or something like that? I would just like, like you could, it was so trustworthy that I could just be like, yo, I'm going to hit him up in a Facebook message and I'd have the DM or uh, the stems dm'd in like fucking within 20 minutes like he was so reliable for so many yeah, years working dope. on square tactics ep and stuff and uh it was really just like a facebook he was always on his facebook was always open that was the thing it's like i didn't have his number i never had his phone number for any of this you know it was all well, done usually in like didn't an email. have one or he'd have a new one every yeah. couple months so uh <laughs> it is kind of i guess there is a little bit of like wow we did all that work together without even having each other's like phone numbers really um yeah but yeah well, it was just dude, always on facebook or email the the way you said he was like reliable and whatnot that's like the same thing with pajama sam with this last project like if i need something changed or whatever like he would be real quick to respond with exactly what i needed you know yeah and i've worked with producers in the past where they're just like fucking incapable of doing that you know like they i think a lot of times beat makers are kind of like weird guys and they're kind of like Disor- you know that you'll see their studios just like a million records all over the place and they're yeah. just kind of like crazy like hermit people yeah and i feel like they're sometimes have like this difficulty with like just being organized in the sense of like you know time management and shit or right. you know but what also I mean? like probably perfectionists where they w- we w- they wouldn't make a change to their beat in 10 minutes and ship it yeah, off where they probably too, sit there yeah. with it all night and be like no i should make this bump harder and you know right approach it. you make beats too i'm sure you have a little bit of that yeah. mentality of like oh yeah uh, well i am kind of what i was just describing <laughs> like i'm always like people if they're like i need fucking stems or whatever i'm like okay okay and then i forget like four days in a row i'm like dude yeah. i'm sorry <laughs> but but another thing that was dope about Pajama Sam is he sent me, like, batches of, like, 15 beats. Whereas beat makers in the past that I've worked with will just send me, like, a beat or two beats. Yeah. To I'm like, dude, I don't like the, like, yeah. the odds that I'm going to like your beat are kind of slim, especially because I'm a beat maker myself, like you said, and it, I'm fucking picky, dude, you know? Yeah. yeah. Speaking of being picky, you know what bugs me about Dro now? Is he sends me beats, but he sends them. He'll send me one, which is fine. That's that's cool. But he sends it in a Wii transfer, and it's like three meg. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, why didn't you just email it? Like, why aren't you sending right. more in the Wii transfer? But he always hits me with one in a transfer link, and I'm just like, just fucking hit me up. So you have like a zip file for <laughs> one thing. No, that's m- my only critique now of of him. Most of the producers, <laughs> if you're who listening, leave, Drew, stop. Uh, Cut that out. Send me Wii more. Transfer. It has you to can, stop. You can send up to 200 uh, gigabytes. I think most of the producers who we connected two? Two with. Gigabytes. Uh, long distance and then formed a relationship with are those types of guys who send us like f- like packs, you know, yep. uh, anywhere from ten to like forty to like a hundred beats, uh, yeah. and and those are the guys who we've wound up making like projects. Well, with. that's that's the fucking that's the way you got to do it, dude. I found that's a beat the professional recently. way. Uh-huh. Uh It sucks too. I think. Let me see if it's if I put it in here. Uh, what was it called? There's just like, because we've been working with Dro for so long. Like, he sends us stuff as recently as probably last week. And then there was, um, here's this beat, which is probably like 10 years old. I even hit him up about it earlier this year because I just, there's so many old beats from like literally a decade ago when Dro would send the old packs. Mm-hmm. And then I listened to this and I was like, this beat is so cool. Like, he doesn't have stems for it. It's so like lost. But I was like, I would very use this MF, now. I didn't, I didn't know it was good then. MF Doom style. 
I was like, this should be on our next project with Dro. Maybe it will be because I still have this bounce, but I'm like, you can't do Tag anything it. with it, you know? Mark it. I just, I, it's marked. It's marked. Mark ass trick. Well, dude, Pajama Sam, so we didn't old. even fucking, we didn't even edit. Like, he, I just rolled with the files he sent me. I was like, I like the mix. Let's just fucking chip it. Yeah. Yeah, the project but, sounds good. Yeah, well, and also it's kind of meant to sound shitty, so it's like we don't need. I don't want it to be polished, so. Yeah. But but my sense of my reasoning for saying that was just like you probably could just make a song to that and just call it good. You know, sounds good to me. Yeah, dude. There's some. Uh, Drew's pointed this out. Uh, pointed it out a lot in the past. Is like when an artist will use like a very lo-fi beat, like uh, like I don't really even realize it. I remember what the fuck was there was a song that Drake had. It was like one of his biggest fucking songs, like five years ago. And uh, started from the bottom, that beat. And Drew was like, yeah, but you realize that, like, it sounds like somebody crunched, like, an MP3, like, and I, like, listened to that beat versus, like, his mix of a song off our album or something and how much yeah. fuller the mix was. And I was like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, every, dude, it started from the bottom, the huge fucking song. And that beat right. just, like, doesn't slap, like, a better mix mastered something that, you know, a non-Drake producer would. It was just, like, he pointed that out with Chance's coloring book, too. When I was, like, listening to that, I was like, hey, new chance but a couple years ago when it came out he's like yeah but don't you think like some of the the mix is a little like i'm like i don't i don't have the ear for this shit until you point it out and then again he would send me like a different chance mix of another song or something we were working on i'd be like you're right like and sometimes you know you might think you need the stems and a full man what if we just wrapped on this fucking 10 year old mp3 and it might be the one of the fan favorites you know it's you right. never know i'm looking at it like well, ah, maybe we don't use it it's too old we don't have the files right but who gives a shit it's dope Right, well, dude, I mean, my favorite shit to listen to is, like, B-side shit or, you know, like, Sublime is one of my favorite bands, and they have all of this stuff that was just kind of, like, freestyle sort of songs. Like, they're just kind of, like, jamming, but they happen to yeah. record it, like, in the studio, and I'm like, those, that's my favorite shit. Like, those are my favorite Sublime songs and yeah, whatever. You know, listening to, like, older, like, MCs, like, demo tapes and stuff, where it's like sound, the sound quality is like terrible, and I'm like, dude, this shit just like the vibe of the whole thing, just like, I don't know, gets me hyped. And but isn't so yeah, I'm like, there's something to, have, uh, to always have to have like this grand, like beautiful mix that's like immaculate. It's like you're kind of sometimes you lose things. There's by something doing like that voyeuristic, uh, this element of like listening to a demo that was recorded in the artist's home. It's like I'm hanging out with them, you know. Right. It's it's not a uh, all glitz and glamour. <clears throat> There's been yeah. a bunch of uh, rap songs that uh, my like one of my favorite Talib Kweli songs. I get high. The only version you could find of it sounds like it was recorded. It's like a. It sounds like a third generation recording, like a recording of a recording, like through a fucking what was the thing that a, a, a vocoder Ke Kevin McAllister mm -hmm. used. Oh, a, a Talkboy. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like Talib Kweli rapped into a Talkboy, and I fucking love it. What the fuck. Oh, it's YouTube, so it's going to show you a fucking advertisement. You piece can of you, shit. You guys can play this shit on the podcast and it doesn't... I guess, until somebody yells at us. <laughs> oh, this ain't it, you piece of shit. Man. Come on, play it. Right, like this is some shit that's super dope. It sounds like garbage. If you're t just talking about the mix, but this is what it is. This is what you can like find. The vocal mix is, is drowning. Dude, that shit is so dope. I love, I don't know, I love Magnified. that. Magnified. 
Ali, I got your mind sweating. Things ain't never happened. You suddenly recollecting. Yeah, we take it back to Egypt with Van Sertimus. Murderers, two historical burglars, no murderers. Changes that is cold. No, it ain't a mystery. Special delivery. Got your mind working for me. Trying to make me a profit. Niggas who just got on, I get them off and stop it with the pops. If you can start with chocolate, add that with no control and number break until you pop. So, that's another great example of like, you know, there's been plenty of times Term would throw that on over the years of just like, that, oh, I want to hear this song. And there's nothing about like the, in fact, the fact that it's mixed shitty and you hear like the tape static, it makes it doper. For this, yeah. for this instance, you know, somehow it's Right, it's if you doper. have a vibe you're going for, it's like there's no, there shouldn't be some like rule book of how it has to sound. Like look at dudes like Tom Waits or something. It's like sure. the further his career progressed, the shittier his music sounded. Two food you know? dollar. And I bet there was at least somebody. Two food dollar. I bet there was probably more than one person that said like, you know, you can't do jazz with that voice or, or, or like, yeah. you're, you're not going to have the range. To, somebody probably said something uh, negative about his ability to make well, it but music. But even like, Back in, like, when he first started using that voice, because, like, his first album or two, he sounds smooth. Like, he has a smooth, yeah, like, singing voice. And then like, on his, like, Godfrey. third album or something, he starts, like, like, doing the Louis Armstrong thing. But but that's not even the quality thing I'm talking about. Like, later, his albums like, started coming out in, like, the 80s and, like, early 90s and shit. That's when the he was really fucking with the quality of, like, the recording, you know? Like, this shit sounds just like dusty and old you know what i mean yeah. like i think he was definitely recorded a lot of shit on like four track tape recorders i'm sure you know i don't know i just love that that like you can see an artist obviously have the capability to make the shit sound amazing and like crystal clear and perfect but yeah. they're like no i don't want to do that i want it to sound like yeah like all fucked and up, there is a know? there's a gray area you know i think you found part of that gray area with flow stimulus you know of like it's it sounds good but it doesn't sound like clean like a you know like we're talking yeah. about some some clean mix master of like as as polished of a pro job you know you're finding this middle ground of like uh you know kind of paying homage to the sound of before the quality was so fucking good for for right. creating digital music. Um, right, I almost... expected a lot more criticism in that in that regard. Like I, I imagine a lot less people would have understood. You know what I mean? I thought a lot of people would be like, "Why does it sound all like fucking?" You know, your voice sounds muffled, or I don't know. Dude, been you know, I was expecting that, but I didn't really see much. No, of I it. think the types that are into a guy like you are already like that's kind of what they're looking for. Uh, well, I don't know, so dude. I have a lot of fans who compare me to people that I'm like, uh, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm right. Like, what are you hearing? Because I don't think I sound anything like this person. But uh, it's almost though like hard to nowadays with so many technological advancements uh, to achieve an unpolished sound. I think Kanye right. said about his last album that a bunch of it was recorded on his iPhone, uh, which like a lot of like broke ass people still have iPhones. Uh, and you would think that like that is a like the lowest tier uh, resource to recording yourself, and one of the most fucking successful guys in the industry is using that to record himself on his last album. Granted, it's right. it's like whatever the latest model plus sure all sorts times, of apps whatever and plugins is. and filters. <laughs> well, dude, well, it's I not have, a, it's I've not considered a that too. Like record, it, what if you use your iPhone like voice notes or whatever as your mic like you still used headphones and shit right but you just use your phone as the mic i'm like i've literally considered that and i'm like dude that could sound pretty dope yeah and there's definitely you know? a way to do it right see i do it even uh, though that sounds like the wrong way to do it there's a way to do yeah. that right anytime know? i'm recording right. or, or writing a, anytime i'm writing a verse that's what i do 
to along the way I spit what I have and, and take little notes of it. Uh, and then I, you know, I have a, a finished version when I'm done with the verse. And I li- until there's a recorded song, I listen to that. Uh, and because yep. I like the verse and I want to hear it, the fact that it's recorded on my phone does not deter me or I'm not like complaining about it when I'm listening to it. It's, it's, it sounds still pretty good. And right. Can, and it's also... It sounds kind of better than this, this quality mix. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes, yeah. I mean, I've definitely done that too. I, I always do the same thing. You know, you kind of keep little checkpoints where you're like, I don't want to forget like the yeah. cadence I was like intending to exactly. use or like the vocal tone. And then, you know, you'll bump that in the car sometimes. And you're like, oh, this shit sounds dope as it is, but yeah, you exactly. still got to record it to make it sound perfect. But No, and then sometimes uh, we've, we've really shit where I think it's a little too polished sounding, and I, I hear the demo that I recorded on my yeah, phone you before, get, and I'm you like, get this is kind of demo. Doper. You get attached yeah, to the demo, right. and then you have to like do it in the studio, and you don't have like that same passion or whatever that you had. And yeah. the, it's like, something's a little off, but sure, the quality sounds way better, but I don't yeah, I mean, like it. That's what's usually, off. Yeah. Like, when I write, usually I try to record as soon as possible. True. Like, I'll try to do it all in one session because I'm like, you know, it's, sometimes it's hard to, like, recreate the, the energy that Absolutely. you had. There's only one more thing I really wanted to do, which we started doing uh, a couple weeks ago. Real quick, read the last 10 YouTube comments on our page. There's some long so the, ones. Uh, first one's on Lucky Quarter. Lyrical web weavers of the highest order, satirical geezers trying to fuck somebody's daughters. So you gotta say order like... Oh, oh, my bad. Let me try again. You gotta say daughter like daughter. Lyrical web weavers (laughs) of the highest order, (laughs) satirical geezers trying to fuck somebody's daughter. Nice. Sick Um, bars. And that's a lot of... Just like people like to type out our own quotes on our... That's what a comment is. They like to also rap their own raps at us, about us. Uh, Shemp rap. Still remembering Shemp 2020. Oh, Shemp. 10-year sick, anniversary, right? Sick balls. Um, dip video. Morning glory to blossom. Hey, hey, Accu 8. Morning glory seeds. Huh. It's like oh, a right. psychedelic right. thing. Right. I was like, yes, I guess that was part of the reference there. Hey, 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 Accu. Okay. Um, live stream. The Halloween live stream. I did a Goosebumps remix. PhD official. Such a sick instrumental. Okay, take your word for it. Jane Adams, I love when Ack <laughs> runs out of breath at the end. That's dedication. Also, that huh after is hilarious. Yeah, I did run out of breath. I did go huh. Huh! Um, pass the potion. If I was wealthy, I'd gladly throw the squares 100,000 in their Patreon. Well, well, Ronald, I'm going to hold you to that. Um, but you're not. Let me know when you're wealthy. So you're <laughs> and, not going to do it. it. So what's the point of saying it? Get my hopes all up. Exactly. Spit take. <laughs> this is the first one I heard. Uh, then it was So You Think You Can Rap 2, Ben Hooked Since. I feel like Spit Take is much better than So You Think You Can Rap 2. I so. don't know, man. Uh, I got that whole Black Magician, Tilted Axis Keeps the Planet Spinning. I like that uh, So You Think You Can Rap 2 Yeah, two but verse. is it better than when you tell everything in the world to go fuck itself in Spit Take? I don't think so. You know what I do? Like, I just hold a grudge on Spit Take with my dumbass hair. My look, hair's all yeah, and out of whack. You're like, this is kind of almost dope. You keep doing this with your hand. You're like waving. Right. It's like you're conducting your own fucking verse, but your hair's going like, whoo, whoop 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 It's like spinning in the wind. I hadn't seen myself <laughs> the whole shoot, and I wish I could have like fucking, you know, like run my fingers through my hair and like moved it around. Around. No, it's part of the grit. I just, I just think I look stupid. I mean, you you do, but it plays. Uh, plot thickens video. Fuck, I love this song. Uh, word video. Who gave you a stapler, mental disabler? What? 
Going. Papers are stapled together. Oh. Not in the... I don't know. Fuck I don't you. know. Uh, Rohypnol video. Um, okay. I feel like you've gone way past 10. Well, that, I think that one's 10, and it's, it's, it's nonsense. So I'll skip to acknowledge. No way in hell these guys have only 50,000 subs. What's up, YouTube? Not woke enough for you? Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Woke? When, Lord, when's going to be my time? When, Lord, when? You know. Oh, dude, Terrence McKenna said that. So People can't... Um, He's smart. People can't believe that like we're not farther along. And I feel I'm grateful for what... Like, we just talked half of this episode about like how to, how to achieve more and how to figure out where that is. And I don't know, navigating this fucking goofy uh, music marketplace... But yeah, like I, I still think we're in good shape. But we've been at this ten years. We should probably be past fifty k, right? I don't know. I don't Does know. anyone even subscribe to things on YouTube anymore? That's that's still a thing. I think fifty k is a milestone. Jarv, I'm, exci- I'm I'm glad for it. Do you subscribe? I think fifty k is super dope. Do you subscribe it's to more any YouTube's? Enough. I do subscribe to YouTube sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> but but I'm I'm a YouTube guy. I'm I hate that they're doing stories and like making it. A fucking like Facebook looking fucking page. And that you can't watch anything that's more than five minutes without a bunch of ads. They popping really up upped the, the ads. It's like this they're year. fucking it up. YouTube is getting all all messed up. It really pisses me off. It's all fricked. <laughs> now um, I'm all fricked off. Well, in any event, thank you uh, very much for joining us for this uh, lengthy podcast, Jarvi. Dude, thank you guys for having me on. Absolutely, I Jarv. Honored at uh, Jarv makes music on the socials, right? What else you got? Uh, tell the people what they need to know. Um, so at this point, I put out a new video yesterday. Go to my YouTube channel and subscribe. Subscribe. <laughs> subscribe to Jarv's YouTube channel. Let's get him to 50k yes. if he's not there yet, and if he is, let's yes. get him to 100. Let's go. I'm at like yes, dude. No, I'm at like 38 point something. But even I am, I'm hyped on 38. So for sure. So you better not feel bad about 50, because <laughs> no. that makes me feel really bad about I like even numbers. When we were at like 48, I was like, what the fuck? This is nothing. Yeah, and I was at 50, on. and I'm like, hell 40, yeah, dude, we made it. even number. Yeah. Mm, okay, fair enough. Also, one last thing I'll say, buy my album, <laughs> Flow Stimulus by Jarvin Pajama Sam. We got vinyl tapes, cassette, fucking, but tapes where's and cassettes the, are the same Where's thing. the best place to, to support it? Bandcamp. My Bandcamp page. Yeah. Uh, is that, uh, what is that, Bandcamp? Jarv.bandcamp or something, I think. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I should know. If you go to Bandcamp, type Jarv, you'll see my face. If you Google Jarv Bandcamp, something will come up. He's not fucking yes. Kilo the Architect. <laughs> yep. That's my alter ego. Jarv's actually doing things. <laughs> and he didn't have I, to stop I'm not going sober for a done. month. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, Flow Stimulus meals. out now. Uh, no shows for Jarv. I don't know. Is there anything nope. else um, as far as, um, I don't know. You said you didn't have a website, so never mind. Yeah, no. Follow dude, Jarv. Shit. <laughs> yes, and follow And for sure. Me, and also, I'm, I want to like, I'll reiterate, not that, you know, people are listening, but uh, streaming music helps, you know, buy it. That's definitely yes. the biggest support. But if you are somebody who streams on Spotify and you love fucking any of our music and you listen to it over and over, like that does help. So thank you to everybody uh, that, that supports in that way too, because you got to add it all up, here's, you know, get here's the physical sales, get some streams in, get some merchandise. You make uh, a playlist with uh, Flow Stimulus and With or Without It, both mm. on it. That's it. That's the whole playlist. And then you put yes. it on repeat every night when you go to sleep. And then you put your phone on mute. You plug it into the charger. Look and we that. get paid. Look at that. We each make about $1. 
over yeah. that, of course. <laughs> or less. No, it'd be probably less. But hey, I would be honored. <laughs> Persistence pays <laughs> off. Um, so uh, thanks for everybody who uh, called in, 708-797-3079. Leave us a voicemail or write in, tpsreportspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, our Patreon, again, patreon.com slash palmersquares. That's uh, super helpful, always. Um, I, we were just talking, Term and I, this past week. We like, we got to do a thing for the patrons do soon. It's been a little too long since we did something just Ain't for no you thang, guys. thing but a chicken wang it's on a string. It's been a rough year, but we, uh, we have some ideas moving into next year, so uh, stay tuned. Uh, send us some fan mail. At the Palmer Square's P.O. Box 25627, Chicago, Illinois, 60625. And grab some merchandise for yourselves at SpookyLanguage.com slash shop. That does include the white tie-dye hoodies. We still have the, the white ones. Black ones are all sold out. Term and I uh, delivered them personally to the USPS stores nearby um, earlier today. So if you bought one of the hoodies already, they are on their way on and the way. should be on, in time for in the time. holidays. holidays. Uh, so thanks again for everybody for Thank supporting you. that initiative. Fuck yeah. uh, with or without it, on vinyl now at bishoprecords.com. And, uh, oh, follow us on Twitch at Palmer Squares. We might do something over there uh, <laughs> next month or soon. So uh, if, if that's your thing... Check it out, and uh, we'll probably try to multicast the next uh, live thing we do. Yes. But we don't know when yet. We'll announce when we figure it out, but we'll, we'll do another one as soon as we can. Outro song, uh, Jarvi, Bubby, is there anything you would like to end with, whether it's from your album or not? Yes. Guest We're pick. We're going to do not my album. We're going to do my pal, my best bud, Nate Renmus, his song called DUI. Frick yeah, baby. I'm going to have to send you the file, though, because I don't think it's on Spotify and shit. It's just okay. on YouTube. I'm checking. Semi-F-I. What's the song called? D-U-I. On uh, YouTube. Let's see. D-U-I. Nate Renmus. N-A-H-T-E. And didn't you say that's his, that's his name spelled backwards? Like uh, Yeah, his name's Ethan Sumner. Ethan so Sumner, right. I was trying to do it uh, in my head. <laughs> And, dude, people always, like, at least locally around here, will be together or something. and they're Or or it'll just be me. And they're like, dude, I heard Nate's album. That shit was great. Yes. It's like, I'm Nate. But my name's Nate, yeah. and his name is Nate, <laughs> like the rap name. But I'm just, like, always confused about uh, that. I'm like, what right. the fuck you? You creative musician types. You always got to make things difficult. You think we're kooky names. <clears throat> Cockamamie I schemes. I've, I've, uh, I follow him, and I've always thought that it was Nate Remus. <laughs> as well <laughs> but I'm, I'm just classically bad with names you know I, uh, dude that would be hilarious this though. is DUI nate by remus. nate remus nate <laughs> uh, <laughs> remus yes he skateboards he's got cool hair yeah uh it doesn't sound like you'll be able to find this one in the spotify uh moochie gang playlist but we'll put a link uh to wherever it is there and uh, again jarv thank you thank you uh, everyone check out flow stimulus if you haven't already and if you have yes. listen again and, um, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again. I listen to Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. That's how he says again. He says again. And again. Uh, and he goes, and again. Um, and again. Well, until next week, everybody. Kind of exaggerating. You've been listening to the TPS Reports podcast, and we'll see you again. Next week, smooches. Kill Whitey! Everyone I know has got a DUI. Hey. I don't wanna see you drive, yo. You know my flow, man, I feel I'm fly. 
I'm on the road like steam on pie. Casino blinders turn page and binders. Finders keepers, no rage and violence. Silent state, my face is violent. Your girl is my game, I came to find it. The world is my plane, I'm playing pilot. For certain, my name is Agent Private. I burn and vibrate, your face is vibrant. I burn and vibrate, your face is vibrant. Say that twice because I like that shit, son. Pay that price because I don't fight the system. Grains of rice for all ways of life. And I'll raise a fist because I don't waste advice. Case in point, I never taste a pint without a basic note of how my day was nice. Cajun spice, I'm so hot it hurts. A cold case of ice that don't talk at church. Small when I'm showing them an ID, but I'm feeling big when I get a couple drinks in me. Yeah, I feel the vibe G like I'm in a big city. Get a Manhattan and hit him with a live stream. Hit a man rapping. It's a damn classic. Shit, so kick ass. Ghetto blasting, filling up a gas can with the brass monkey. Back bend, shit's funky. Everyone I know's got a DUI. I love you, I don't wanna see you die. Man, it sound cool, hand over the keys, survive. What you up to? Said you had three is five. Tell him at the show that I plead the fifth. And if I get him on a free, then I'm leaving a tip. It's easy to close a tap piece and dip. That could be bad and leave broken ribs. Came for the drinking and entertainment. Stay for the pink slip and send a statement. Pray for the people to watch your back. Do the play for the team when you fall, we catch you. Hate when the weed ain't laced with tobacco. I chase on my dreams like a hot pursuit. Cave when I need to, I'm taking the back roads. Chase on my dreams like dirt cheap liquor. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah!